Hey everybody, this is Eric. And I'm Daryl. Welcome to the auto podcast that wants to run up that hill and keeps making Kate Bush references. Of course, of course. On this episode of Throne Wrenches, we watch the Newport Hill climb and you're going to hear all about it. Oh, and uh, Gabe's here. Yay! Yeah. All that more on this episode of Throne Wrenches. theme music no i think it's pretty great like that no i mean ever since that day that you worked on in the basement by yourself i mean you did all that production you're kind of like john fogarty making your own album with everything right yeah yeah my studio looks exactly like john fogarty's yeah yeah (laughs) and for the folks at home john fogarty was a very famous musician (laughs) exactly (laughs) date yourself you know if you're into hill climbs you know who john fogarty is trust me okay yeah Yeah. thanks for listening and to join in the fun of the show just email us at info at thrownwrenches.com we did get a couple emails last week so that was super cool yeah, actually, we, we did get a couple reviews as well, but we'll get into that in a moment. In the meantime, we want to just uh, say thank you all for listening. Truly appreciate your support, and uh, got some feedback on the last show. A few folks reached out and said they they appreciated it, and the audio production was better. So whatever that means, I don't know. Is I think, this just a car ride with your wife? Is that how that went down? You know, not only my, my wife, but my wife and my mother. And when they, they team up, which they have been doing a lot lately... Um, it's kind of scary so when they I, when they beat up on you together. Are you like flayed out on the mat and then like your wife says, "Tag me in, tag me in." Pretty and much, then, and then next thing you know, it's a, it's a cage match. How, how do you get anything done? Yeah, I I don't know. Uh, thankfully, they they take off for weekend trips now. That's their new thing. So they just go away, and I I babysit our dog. So there's that. All right. Well, if you don't know about your host here, I'm going to run these down. Gabe, did you write this one about Daryl Scott? I did. Well, why don't you read it? I will. He can re- rebuild a carb or a fuel pump from the 40s. He's on the ball, but he may miss a ball. He's Daryl Scott. Nope. That's uh, that's true. Yeah. I don't know if I get that. True story. Is there a story there? Do you miss a ball? Eh, maybe. It's hard to say. It might have. Like a ball cock thing? No. Oh. There's check balls. Vacuum check balls. Anyways, it's, it, I'll, I'll get into it later in projects. Okay. But, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, there's allegedly I might have left something out. Um, so for those who might not know, my co-host... He lives off a creek, but he's never up a creek. He's the effort-resourceful breakfast taco champion of Tazewell County. He's Mr. Eric Stahl. Mmm, breakfast tacos. That's like your jam. Like every day, that's what your breakfast is? Yes. Yeah, pretty much. When did that start? Three or four years ago. And you don't get bored of it? No. It's it's the perfect food. The tortilla is 100 calories. The egg is like 80 calories. So what about, what about the donuts you get at work? Because I see you posting pictures of donuts. That's why I can eat that stuff, because I eat a nutritious breakfast every day, right? <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah. Right. Hey, Balance. if you don't know Gabe mm-hmm. Casey, the third wheel in this show. Oh! Well, <laughs> he's womp, the o- womp. Yeah, he's the only guy that could qualify at the hill climb. So we need him. Seriously. He has a car collection that made no sense until this last weekend. He's the youngest one here, and he has the oldest cars. He's Gabe Casey. That is true. That's weird. (laughs) 
I don't know how that happened. I don't know. It is weird. I blame you, Daryl. <laughs> I don't no because Daryl doesn't run in, in that scope of cars. I mean, you're, you're. But he tells me to buy them. Well, and then I listen. He tells me to buy cars all the time, and what do I do? He bought a couple. So no, fine. Gabe made me buy that last one. Really? Yeah. <laughs> opportunity. Opportunity knocks. Speaking of opportunity, if you would like an opportunity to buy a brand new or used Toyota or other vehicle, but you know, let's talk about Toyotas. Uh, Fort's Toyota Pekin. You can find them on the web at Fort's. Uh, no, I'm sorry, Toyota-Pekin.com. Wow, yeah, that's the uh, that's the address. Uh, beautiful Radio City Drive off 29 there in North Pekin, 15 minutes from anywhere. Sales service, you name it, they got it, and uh, they got a detail department with some pretty cool um, signage. I just want to throw that out there. I, I might have some detail stickers on my on my truck <laughs> that, that calls out there. Ability to. Uh, They're all about the, the swag at Fort's Toyota. Uh-huh, yeah. uh-huh. No, they do a great job. And uh, so, full disclosure, Eric does work for Fort's Toyota of Pekin in they, a certain capacity. Been there for a minute. I'm the service manager there. Started out in sales back in 1996. Ooh. Back in my day. Yeah. It's frightening, right? <laughs> Gabe, what year were you born? Uh, 84. Okay, good. They so. called them the Toyota horseless carriage back then. Yeah, I think they did. <laughs> they did. None of our cars will qualify for a hill climb, by the way. So nah. It's all too new. Even me. What's kind of hot off the press is uh, hot off the truck, the delivery truck. You had the Crown last time we talked, which is a brand new model that uh, we're well, getting here. So the, the the Toyota dealer meeting was just a couple weeks ago in Las Vegas, and they show some of the new products in the red room to the uh, mm. the, the owners and the, the Toyota reps and stuff like that. And not that I get any inside baseball information from those guys, but apparently the new Forerunner made an appearance there, and the new Tacoma. Uh, new Tacoma is not that big of a secret, but that new Forerunner, they're keeping you at arm's length from seeing it in real life. But it, it's going to start making the rounds. So awesome! Yeah, yeah I look forward to that. Check uh, out as the far spy as new photos. cars coming, there are, and I, I'm not sure. I mean, so say something. So if Mr. Ford hears this, maybe I'll have to blank out. This could be edited content for the show. But I do believe two GR Corollas are coming to the store within days. Ooh. Right when this show is released, one of them might be on the lot. Really? That'll yes. be exciting. Yes. Heard a lot of people asking about that. So. Yes. I can't wait to actually sit in one and drive one and see if I can ruin tires for a customer buys it. Maybe. Maybe. Because you also sell tires. That's okay. There's a tire sale. That's right. Tire, tire sale. sale. Tire yeah. sale. <laughs> Toyota-Pika.com. We thank Forts for their longtime support of this very show. And also thank you to the Patreon supporters who make this program possible. Allow us to pay for, our, you know domain registration or equipment or microphones or cables. The server fees. I tell you what, the server fees. The PHP support for version 7.4 that we're using extended because of our template. And, oh, my goodness. Our WordPress engine. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Thank thank you, Patreon folks. You have no idea. Just that kind of stuff. Keeps me up at night, but I don't have to worry about it because folks contribute on the Patreon. And then when they do that, they get cool stuff. They get, like, extra pre-shows. I don't know if you know this, but before every episode, you get to hear us talk about, well, I don't know if you know anything about drywall, but if you didn't, you're going to know it after this last pre-show. Yeah, because I had two experts in the room for the drywall report. Yeah, it's like 1.25. Now, that may sound like paint drying, so maybe that's not that much fun to you. But we also talked about a, a lot of other cool stuff, right? Yeah, Swiss bank accounts. What else? Uh, oh, yeah. Layovers. Chick-fil-A. Yeah, a lot of Chick-fil-A talk. Panda Express. I dished on that pretty hard. Pecan I don't sauce. think they're, they're not going to be our supporter anytime soon. No, probably will not get a sponsorship from them. Yeah. But that's fine. That's fine. Um, if you are one of those folks who likes to leave comments or reviews, we definitely would take those. 
Um, not really sure. I think we want to make sure we get our terminology correct because I don't believe you can leave a comment on Apple Podcasts, but that's where you find us, right? You can leave a review with commentary on Apple Podcasts. Is it on Spotify? You cannot leave. You can mark us with stars, and we have. I think on Spotify we have like thirty four. We have like a four point nine rating or something like that. Really? So that means one person was like, "Not for me." No, let's find them. Yeah, we're not. I I wish I could find out who it was. Dox them. Yeah. No, we're not for everybody. That's fine. (laughs) You don't have to go that hard to the paint. No, I guess not. I guess that's not right. No, but um, so not iTunes. So if you say iTunes, we don't want to leave reviews there. Leave it on Apple Podcasts. You're an Apple guy. If you got an iPhone, you probably can leave a review. If you're if you're using (laughs) an Android thing, God knows what you can do. You probably have to go to Google Maps and leave a review. Mail a review to Eric's house. There you go. Do that. Yeah, nice Android (laughs) people in the Stone Age. iPhone seventeen hundred point two beta over there. Yeah. yeah, you know, I don't know if anybody knows this or not. I take a lot of pictures, take a lot of videos. Yeah, turns out okay on my iPhone. So does it? Yeah, it does. Well, on my flip phone, it's it's still rendering. <laughs> don't you have a jitterbug? I do with the big numbers. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty good. And uh, actually, crank it. It's got a crank on it. No, but thank you for the reviews. Also, would like a quick thank you and a shout out to uh, uh, my good friend Scott from uh, from back home years ago. Scott promised to leave a review. Uh, in a timely fashion, I proceeded to uh, rat him out on the last show, and uh, we riffed on that. Uh, I can't believe you two aren't better friends. Well, the review finally did appear. Oh. He he had some stuff. Life life gets in the way, right? So is there a review to be read? <sighs> I, I, I'm not aware of this. I have to go through my email. It's there <laughs> somewhere. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm not prepared for this program, but I will say, yes, th- there was a review that was I, you made. Can, you can interrupt this show for the review. That's how strong it is. break in? The, yes, absolutely. It's taking 23 minutes to find it. Yeah, I will. That's okay. That's okay. <laughs> thanks for listening. Thanks for sharing. And thanks for commenting. Android. Yeah. Also, uh, iTunes Premium. If you want to just tune in you know, month to month, you can certainly sign up for iTunes Premium. And you can get some of those uh, free shows, those, those premium shows that we share with the Patreon folks as well. So keep that in mind. Awesome. With that, let's move on to projects. Do we have a theme song for that? No. All right. I think no. I'm supposed to go, projects! <laughs> Is that Mr. Ed? Oh. Is that a... Yeah, so I, it's oh. not a project. All right. So what's uh, what's going on in, in your neck of the woods? We pulled up tonight, Gabe and myself, because we carpool because we care about our planet and our carbon that's, footprint. That's why you drove the Tundra, I'm sure. Also, I'm lazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Tundra, air conditioning on, yeah, yeah full yeah. nine yards. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, 600 pounds in the back just because. Um, no, so we pulled up and another beautiful opportunity to see the uh, Celica, the yeah. black. It's 96 Celica convertible, the 25th anniversary edition. Uh, looking pretty good. What were you doing? Out so, in the driveway with well, some... Well, I, I had some Rockford Fosgate. You know, I was trying to re- recreate 1989 with my Rockford Fosgate speakers and install them. Those are a big deal back yeah, in the day. Oh, yeah, absolutely they were, man. I tell you, there wasn't a college dorm that didn't rock those things, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that and some Sirwin Vegas, baby. Sirwin Vegas, yeah. the purple ones? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so uh, I was going to install some speakers. And you guys showed up at like 4.30, like it was two senior citizens at the Blue Plate Special. Um, I'm pretty sure it was closer to 6, but that's fine. Yeah, it was like 5.20. That's fine. The sun no, was still No, it was out. close to 6. No, yeah. it, was, it was 5.30. 5.30. No, he got to my house at 5.30. I barely sat down to take a, to, to post a picture of the taco ate for lunch. And he had already caught up on all his food posts, and we just showed up. How dare we? <laughs> he he was, got breakfast in. He was late on lunch. Oh, my God. I'm looking at my stories. Yeah. Leave me no, alone. I hadn't posted I didn't my post stories. I post dinner. Did, I didn't even get to, take, to let the horses out. People tune in for that stuff. You have no idea. That's true. Wait, That's true. do more people tune in to watch you let the horses out than they do the show? Mm. 
That's well. There's certainly more commentary if I don't release. Do we need metrics? <laughs> Do we need analytics on this? No. We Sign don't. up for AWS. No. You know, I never thought. Actually, somebody. I think one person mentioned I should have a whole page dedicated to letting the horses out. I probably have ten thousand followers. You know, probably instantly. You would. Yeah. You would because people like horses, but uh, this shows more about and they hate people. Yeah. 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 This shows more about horse power, though. There you oh, go. Yeah, you got man. it. You yeah. got it. See? Yeah. Look what he did there, everybody. That's why you yeah. tune in for it. That's exactly right. The comedy stylings of Mr. Daryl Scott. He'll be live at the Jukebox Comedy Club this weekend. So oh, let me ask you this. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be fun. Open mic. Just get yanked off the stage with a cane. <laughs> yeah, the cane. They definitely do that these days. Waka waka. No, with your straw hat. With the straw. <laughs> so bad. No. So uh, besides the Rockford Fosgates, what a, are you doing? Like a full system in that Celica, no, or what are you doing? No, I just you know what. When you have a convertible car, the first thing you do is you blow up the speakers because you're trying to hear the mm-hmm. music while you're driving with the top down, mm-hmm. and that don't work. So the speakers were blown when I got the car. In such an incredible fashion that just turning them up even an eighth, it just it sounds like a garbage disposal going off in the back seat. So. <laughs> with with the uh, utensils in it, yes, yeah, <laughs> sounds yeah, good. It's terrible. So I, I bought those speakers. Crutchfield's amazing. You just put in what you want. Those Celicas because they were ASC conversions didn't have factory everything. And man, Crutchfield they should be a sponsor. Every time I've used them recently, do speakers in Aiden's cars, uh, my car. They know exactly what we need for front and rear. They can tell you if it has the tweeters and all that stuff. Yeah. It's so nice. And they automatically give you the wiring harness you need to connect to whatever kind of car it is. So if it's a Toyota, they have the wiring connectors and stuff like that. That's awesome. Pretty great. So, so. you're going to keep the stock head unit? Or yeah. You, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I tell you what, I'm using an FM modulator, and I heard Gabe talking. And I don't know if it was in the pre-show or not about buying. It was in the mid-show. We weren't recording. Ah, oh, man, I thought we should record. All content is sure. valuable content. <laughs> It goes uh, into the Disney vault, only it's not Disney's vault. Right. I, the FM modulator is great, except for when you're cruising and maybe you hit a radio station close to the channels and you get like a little fuzz. Mm. But so far, the speakers have sucked so bad, I've been worried about it. But <laughs> I could see where, where in the near future I might try and figure some hardwire system for Bluetooth or something like that. I don't know. Yeah, I don't think Bluetooth cuts in like that, does it? No. 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 But no. all you can do with that is Bluetooth. Like, you can't play the radio. I don't so. care. That's fine. Dude, yeah. the radio the radio stinks. I'm sorry. It's not good. Aren't you on the radio almost every day? Uh, just Friday afternoons. <laughs> Friday afternoons, of course. <laughs> but do check in for those couple uh, minutes because those end. those minutes are good radio. They're good. Yeah. Do you have a? Is there a cassette deck in that thing? Yes, and a CD player, single single disc. Nice. So they make a Bluetooth cassette adapter now. Oh, I want the one with the wire. It's can like I can I move it around? <laughs> can I like stick my finger in there and change the pitch of the uh, MP3 like I could a cassette? <laughs> change the sides. Yeah. No, I don't. I don't even know. But somebody uh, in the Malays Motors group was yeah. saying because they're older cars, they didn't want all the wires and all that. They didn't want to chop up the dash. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's like thirty or forty, but it's not cheap. Well, in the Supra, I changed out the radio with a double din and it, 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 touch screen only, which kind of sucked because knobs knobs are passe. Uh-huh. You know, I think even the aftermarket. You know, we we joke a lot and we talk on some of these news stories, like Ford and these other companies are now figuring out knobs are necessary, but in aftermarket radios. Knobs are like a premium. You're going to spend like an extra 100 or 200 bucks for a knobbed radio. It's it's insane. So yeah. What a world. I, but when you have a car with 56,000 miles like the Celica, I even I really hate to change it. It looks so nice and clean. I will say, there is this purest part of me that when you see an aftermarket stereo in a car, you're like, and I'm done. Yeah. Like, I just walk by it because I'm like, this, is, this sucks. It yeah. looks stupid. Uh, it, you know, there's clean ways to do it, and the car stereo people, like all three of you that are listening to the show, are probably mm-hmm. like, "This guy sucks." Yeah, um, and I do. I'm terrible for but, more reasons than this. Yeah, it's not just the stereo thing. But honestly, I wish you the best with that. And there's nothing better than a good set of speakers on a convertible 
just cranked, ripping yeah. through the countryside. And then you have to do that awkward thing where you, you come into town and you stop, and you're still listening to like Radar oh, Love yeah. Yeah. on like you know thirty, and it's and then you're like, oh, I'm that guy, and you have to turn it down. Or worse, like Madonna's Lucky Star. Ooh, that's a great one. Or some other guilty pleasure you're like really rocking out to when no you one's there. Don't you listen to good my music? Lucky star. No, no. <laughs> Daryl doesn't. I truly believe he listens to hideous music all the time. That's why he has a subscription to SoundCloud or whatever the hell he listens to. Um, yeah, <laughs> I do. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of ashamed. But you know what? That's what uh, that's what you're working on. What else? What else is going on in the Stall Family Garage? Because you not only have that, but you also have. A camper that's oh, man, action. man, he's just he, rolling with the lead-ins. I, I am. love it. Yeah, I'm trying. That's why we make show notes, people. It's a swing and a miss. Well rung <laughs> machine here. <laughs> rung or run, whatever you want to say. Anyway, yeah, my little uh, Riverside 166, the small little travel camper, took it down to the uh, Newport Hill climb this weekend and then drove it home. I did this thing. I went online on, to Amazon and I bought tire pressure monitors with a Bluetooth module. And they tell you the pressure, and they tell you the temperature of the wheels. That's cool. The passenger rear wheel was about 20 degrees hotter all the way home. Huh. I thought that's a little odd. At first, when we were driving there, I thought maybe it was the sun. Honestly, sun on one side of the car versus the other can change a lot of things. It can change air pressure. It can change the temperature of the tire. And we're talking when you're talking about five or seven degrees, it's not that much. But mm-hmm. coming home, that other side was hot, and it was in the shade. So when I got home and I backed the trailer up to the house. It was uh, the wheel was locked, and it made a hideous clanging noise. Mm. I have no idea what kind of brakes are on this thing. If it's, I've heard there's magnetic style. I know I know what drum brakes are, but I have not taken the wheel off to see what's behind this thing. Not yet. It could be a spindle. It could be the bearing was bad. I have no idea. So you could have broke your axle. Well, no, if I did, if I did, I mean, here's <laughs> the thing: if that thing made it home with a blown bearing or something like that, wheel bearing. But yet it locked up in reverse. I mean, that thing had to be just minutes from falling off the car, right? So yeah. it, I think it's got to be brake-related, I, but I don't know. And Angela was going to call Camping World and see like, what no, I'll take the tire off and I'll spin it. But I probably should just drag it to Camping World and not screw with this, right? Yeah, but then you'd probably have a breakdown or something. It would actually cause a fire. That, that's the thing that a lot of the smaller utility trailers, a lot of the smaller campers, I've heard nothing but horror stories yeah. about the quality of the bearings that come yes, on those. Yes. And so the guys will upsize them. They'll upsize the axles just mm-hmm. if they're going to actually like use it, use it. Yeah. But this thing actually has some miles on it though, right? Well, I mean, it's gone to, it went up to uh, Air, Air Venture Kenosha last year when I rented it on Outdoorsy. Mm-hmm. It's gone to Lake Bloomington, went to Springfield. Uh, but it hasn't gone a whole lot. We took no. it to San Cody and then this trip to Indiana was the furthest it went this year. A couple thousand, nothing yeah. crazy. Mm-hmm. So what do you do uh, for those uh, tire pressure gauge things? You just replace the, the valve or the cap? It was cool. It? You just screw them on the top and they um, they automatically sync. And when they're on, I had to, actually, the unit I got has a solar powered display on it. So it, I, I plugged it in for 20 minutes to charge up a little bit. Mm-hmm. It ran on solar on my dash the whole time, kept track of the tires. I can tell you when you own a trailer that's a single axle, there's nothing more stressful than worrying about one tire blowing out. Because if one tire blows on that thing, that thing's pitched into the ground. God knows what's rubbing on. And then I've also seen when you have one tire blow out like that, rips through the fender, busts through the cheap plywood floor. Yeah. I mean, there's all kinds of problems. So, and what's the first indicator you got a tire problem besides tire pressure? Heat. So if a tire starts getting super hot, even though, you know, the pressure fine, it might, might be a belt expanding or doing something wrong it might be might be rolling faster or something 
So it's nice to have all that data so that way I can kind of keep track of the tires. Yeah. I, I was a lot less stressed, that's for sure. How much was the unit and what brand? <laughs> You, is this another uh, Wish.com so, uh, no, story? Honest <laughs> to God, so, this is so funny because I hate to admit this, but uh, I was talking to Pat Fort because he has this system called Tire Minder on the camper, the one that we used when we went out to uh, Washington State this year. Yeah. And so I talked to Pat. Pat goes, get Tire Minder, never let me down. I'm like, okay, that's cool. I'll get Tire Minder. And I get onto Amazon. I look it up. Tire Minder is like $385 for their uh, system. And I'm uh-huh. like, $385. I'm just going for one night. Mm-hmm. But the, the the suggested or sponsored one with the solar and all that, it was $38. <laughs> so hold on. Let me do some math. There's no chance that that one's bad, though. No. <laughs> the data's good. Was that a 90% yeah. discount? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And I looked, I mean, I looked at the sensors that Pat had on his tire minder system. They're pretty near the same thing. They got batteries in them. They screw on the top. Mm-hmm. Maybe his batteries last longer. I don't know. But yeah, it's uh, fine. You could, you for, could throw out... Eight of those and still be ahead. Yeah. I went on to the Google I went to the Amazon reviews and looked it up and there were a couple four stars and three stars. People said they were junk coming out of the box, the sensors didn't work. Um I never had any problems. It ran fine. It uh I had the you know, t- typical when you buy stuff from China and this is so funny because in the pre show I railed on China. So if you have a chance But to now he there. loves them. Yeah, no. <laughs> but this is this is typical. I spent thirty eight dollars on this piece. It it served its function, but the menu system is not intuitive at all mm-hmm. the buttons are backwards i mean the power button is on the right when there's two of the buttons to the left i mean it just, and there was no markings on it there's no like red or anything and working through the menus made no sense whatsoever yeah it was set for were they bar- were they in uh, english no, everything everything was set in metric when i got it okay. so it was set in bars and uh, all these other things it, it, i'm like and the directions, I don't. I hate to read directions, so that's what I'm too. saying. Yeah. It's got to be intuitive. I don't want to read directions. It's got to walk me through it. So tireminder.com is where you need to go. No. <laughs> yeah, it is. I think you should. Anyway, they have a much nicer display at Tireminder. I know that from the one that Pat had in the camper. It got but, the job done. But all I'm going to say is I got work to do on the camper this winter, and uh, but it worked out. It was fun. It's a little 16-footer. It's got a, a camper queen. I took a shower in that thing. My shoulders were rubbing the walls. Daryl, <laughs> if I were to if I were to get you in that shower to see, yeah. take a picture, it'd be the most comical thing I've ever. It, it is so tiny. Well, that's my other podcast. Is uh, Daryl gets in small Daryl's camper shower photos dot <laughs> blogspot dot com. Yeah. Now the funny part about that is um, when you bought that, I think you were giving me the tour. Yeah. And I, I I think I stepped in there and I think did you have to remove the kitchen table for me to get in? Maybe. I don't know. I think there was some and I'm like, this looks nice and I'm good. I feel sorry. And, and so I mean, I like being a bit diminutive in some ways, you know, that uh, I can mm-hmm. like, get in I can enjoy small things. It's like the Celica. I was test driving today with Ken, my technician, he's a big guy like you. Yeah. And him climbing into that thing was almost a bit of a three-ring circus. Oh yeah, and I thought, man, big and tall kind of sucks in some ways. It's not. It's not optimal. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But you know what? The camper was fun. I saw. We'll talk more about the hill climb, obviously. But uh, you guys, that was the second time you and Angela used <laughs> yeah. your camper. I mean, you used it. it only a couple cost times. twenty grand. I mean, so that's ten grand yeah. a night at this point. We're, <laughs> if you dollar cost average. You know what? It's cool to have because you can take it, and every every place you go with it, it's an adventure. Yeah. And it's got a full, you know, all the full hookups and everything you need. Yeah. yeah. Angela and I went to Rockville uh, over the weekend. So we went and did some covered bridge stuff. Oh, I still haven't paid for that campground either. I need to do that too. Dude, I, so are I you, to, Wait, are you a fugitive? Now? Seriously, seriously. So I called the campground, Rockville Campground. It's covered bridge campground. And I talked to a guy last Saturday. He goes, oh, we're closed. I'm a handyman. I just happened to be answering the phone. He said, just call back during the middle of the week. Nobody's here. 
just don't worry about it. If there's open space, just park wherever you want. I'm like, okay, no problem. I get to the campground on Saturday. I had to work Saturday morning. So Saturday afternoon, we get to the campground. They don't have a drop box. They don't have an envelope. They have no way for me to pay or to fill out a credit card slip or anything like that. Mm-hmm. I'm like, this is really strange. And so I'm like, in, in all my best intention, I'm like, yeah, I'll take care of it on Monday. Monday passed. Today's Tuesday. I totally forgot about it. <laughs> I need to put an alarm on my phone so tomorrow I call these people because I, I just, I feel terrible. And I, I like how you're that, jumping through hoops to pay someone. Yeah. Yes. Like, that's their job. Do you think that they're going to be able to take like a credit card over the phone, or I, I think you're going to have to Pony Express something. Yeah. Angela, Angela <laughs> like knows a on a Union. horse, yeah, too. A, yeah. a Western <laughs> Union telegram. She knows how to write checks and she knows how to put things in envelopes with stamps on them. So you know what, she can handle this. All right, she's qualified. Good delegation. Yeah, but beautiful time, right? Yeah, yeah, it was a good time. Rockville's I, cool. Yeah, Rockville's cool, t- dude. I tell you what, I uh, found a great little restaurant there. Had a waffle. Breakfast sandwich. I think I told you guys all about the hill climb. I saw pictures. That was a Belgian double Belgian waffle with what eggs, bacon, all yes, kinds of goodies yes. in it. <laughs> yeah. It was so good. It was Make eight dollars. Gr- griddles better. Eight dollars and fifty cents, man. On Saturday morning, uh, I, I'd sent the other kid who was working with me to McDonald's. I said, "You fly, I'll buy." I gave him a twenty dollar bill. I said, "Get me." It was actually it was like eleven o'clock. I said, "Just get me um, a spicy chicken, small fry, small drink." He comes back with something for himself. I got $1 in change. Yep. And that was the worst chicken sandwich I've ever had in my life. It, yeah. It's Welcome like, to 2023. Yeah, it was awful. <laughs> the fries were okay. The Coke was fine. But it was just like, yeah, that was $20. That's so it. to get that sandwich for eight fifty in Rockville and be completely satisfied, actually thrilled. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was I was grinning. I was I'm like, I can't believe I'm sharing this with my wife. There's so many other people I want to share this sandwich with right now. Because you know, she did not appreciate <laughs> no. the way a foodie should. Would she get some pumpkin She got spice? biscuits and gravy. Oh, you know what? That's And legit. she had the leftovers the next at, day. At, at the hill yeah. climb. Yeah. Is that Remember? what she Yeah, she busted out of a little to Well, container. I thought she got those there. So no. We got into a big <laughs> argument about that. And then she said I poo-pooed her. And this just this should be pre-show material. <laughs> anyway, we'll get in if you ever want to peek behind the curtain. Yes. If you ever want to <laughs> if you ever want marital advice from me on how not to poo-poo your wife, don't listen because I do it all the time apparently. So anyway, SCC's coming up, uh, Southern Cruiser Crawl. I'll be talking about that here next week. And uh just follow just follow uh, Fort's Toyota on Instagram and uh, you'll see all the pictures and all the fun stuff going with that. I, honest to God. Total Land Cruiser Association puts on some of the best events in the country, and one of them is Southern Cruiser Crawl in Hot Springs, Arkansas. It used to be Superlift Park. It's now called Hot Springs Off-Road Park. But when Land Cruiser Association's involved, it's all it's all charity-driven. There's going to be probably a scholarship fund for the Live Like Lash Fund, and the Southern Cruiser Crawl people are run by, oh, shoot, shoot, shoot. It's uh, Louisiana Land Cruisers and the Cotton Land Cruisers. Those guys will be doing it all for charity, too. Tons of volunteers run around. Great food bands the off-road park is so much fun so i dude i haven't been there in two years i am thrilled to go back so it'll be great i yeah. should go i've got i got tree hugger 1.0 i'll just dude, take that no down. that's the truck i'm taking <laughs> and that's you my got, you, you got a better one my moral dilemma you know do you take so you take tree hugger three or do you take tree hugger one we could take them both yeah see who tree, does better well tree, tree hugger one i would like an employee from the dealership to go with me i need to start dragging some well get me a job with, there you go right. <laughs> and he's already got a t-shirt yeah that's true. Right. multiple yeah. t-shirts and a hat and a truck yeah. just a quick recap tree hugger one a 2010 yeah. land rover no, or, no, no. Like, i'm sorry land, oh my god forerunner <laughs> Way off. where am i going british i mean i love the british but i, I love drive their cars oh my god yeah uh, no. no it's a twin well, petrol <laughs> put it in the boot <laughs> it would be diesel um anyways 2010 uh, 2010 Forerunner with the I, 
do they call it the sport package? Jake is again. You know, we have one listener who's like Uber Toyota fan that I know just criticizes. Just don't talk time. about Land Cruiser every series, time I miss. Oh no, I like doing that. I like misspeaking, <laughs> so that way you can like rip on my TikToks. Oh my gosh. Uh, TikTok at Planet Stall, by the way. I do more TikToks now, I think, than Daryl does. Ooh. Yeah, he does. This is true. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's, it's had a long storied career. Yeah. Many, that, many of That uh, truck uh, has been to Southern Cruiser yeah. Crawl countless times, been to a ton of TLCA events, and uh, it's got the battle scars to prove it. So It's a good rig. We, yeah. Gabe and I, took it to the hill climb last weekend. 213,000 miles, right? Something uh, like that. It was at uh, 217. Still runs like a top. It does. Yeah. Nice. I love, I My kids truck. love it. I, I leave the back window down. I yeah. pick them up from school. They climb up the ladder into the back window and then over into the seats. They think it's amazing. <laughs> now, the reason Gabe is driving it is because Gabe's uh – his, and this maybe this could be in your talk about your. No, projects. it's fine. Go yeah. ahead. It's but, not uh, my project. I'm not working yeah, on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Gabe, Gabe had us start working on his uh, his FJ. Is that 62? HJ 61. HJ 61 diesel, right hand drive, and uh, we're doing some work on that. Finally, I'm using it as a training tool. We're trunnion seals and front wheel bearings, and we're doing the what a tie rod on an HJ is not a tie rod like you're used to. It's it's a whole friggin. Uh, Pittman arm and that whole assembly up there, which these young kids, honestly, they don't know anything about it. Sander links and it's, all it's, kinds it's of fun. Yeah. Well, and the funny thing about that is, so we're, there, there's two there's two tie rods. There's the one between the the two an inner and outer. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you have the one that goes with Pittman. Yeah. Across, yeah. and then you have the two that are connected. And then I'm like talking to the technician, I'm like, well, how do you sync those at the same time and does the machine even know what you're doing it's uh you count the turns so what you do is you bust them loose and then you count how many revolutions yeah at least roughly when you're doing them and like you know you're back uh what do you this call it? shade be... tree mechanic yeah you count how many revolutions to take them off you put the new ones on at the same and then you lock it down and that'll get you to the alignment shop yeah that's what they always say the thing that sucks is then you get to the alignment shop and like, who put these on? <laughs> That's exactly some poor, what happens. Yeah. Some poor schmuck is going to be uh, yeah. um, spending time on that. But um, it's it looked like you showed some videos. Like, are they tapered? What is the – there's some stuff. There's So there's a cut in there, which is nice. It cleans the threads as you're, as you're pulling off the old ones. Uh, because Gabe's is right-hand drive, uh, my parts guy's got a bunch of left-hand drive stuff. And we've actually had to pull apart those tie rods and maybe you know take some of the ends and stuff and kind of swap some stuff around. It's been a little bit of Frankenstein. Mm. Uh, it's certainly a learning. It's you know one of the reasons I I told Gabe when we were taking the job I said you were going to do a lot of that yourself. There was no doubt that you had. I mean I think Rachel was probably getting frustrated with with all the projects you got going on. So I said you know let my guys work on it. I knew this was a great opportunity for Ken, my senior tech, to kind of show some of the younger guys how to do this stuff because they have to. I talked to, I was talking to my boss the other day and I used the analogy of a football field. I said, there's a football field of knowledge between the young guys and the new guys as far as working on a car like this. These cars, people come to our dealership expecting that we know everything about this stuff. But frankly, there's one or two guys who can work on these cars and that's not going to work well in the next 10 years, right? So, and these cars aren't going away. As a matter of fact, more and more of them are coming to the United States, and people are wanting to work on them, right? Yeah, those 60 series are hot, yeah. and the, you know, it's gonna, then it's going to be the 80 series. And yeah. It's always going to be great. Yeah, so we just we have got to wrap our head around this stuff. We can't be that dealership that goes, yeah, we're a Toyota dealership, but we don't work on those because we don't have anybody trained. The owner loves them. I love them. I mean, we got to have guys on staff who can work on these things. So, And in order to do that, 
you have to make an effort doing it. Sorry. No, this and is, I, re- this is I really out the, This is getting out of the projects. Well, yeah. and what I'm saying is this is kind of getting outside of projects. But No, but it's it's a project. It was my project. It became your project. Yeah. I'm very appreciative. <laughs> Thanks. And, and, <laughs> yeah. And and I don't care how long it takes because I got a great rig. Well, yeah. 1.0 to I, drive in the I threw him 1.0 because I figured that's that's the way to go. So. Yeah. It's closest to No, no closest what happened loner. was I said I don't want – a Prius or a Rav Four as a loaner car. Mm-hmm. I do not want that. So he, <laughs> yeah. I said, just give me Tree Hugger. I'll be happy. Dude, when I pulled up he your said, house. Here's the keys. And Harper's like hanging off the ladder off the back. I'm like, well, I think the kids are happy with the loaner car. So. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Good times. <laughs> All right, that's enough about me, guys. What's going on? And you know, if I want to talk about drywall, we could do it right now. But we have a whole pre-show dedicated to your drywall project. So why don't you avoid that and tell us everything else going on in your garages? I'll kick it to Gabe. Go well, for it. I, I, honestly, it's like it's a joint project at this point, isn't it, Daryl? Yeah. I yeah. mean, I really haven't worked on anything on my own recently. I've taken off a carburetor twice, a uh, fuel pump once. Uh, and this is on the Buick? It's on a 1940 Buick, um, which I think we have a little renewed motivation after the hill climb, too, to yeah. try to see these old things drive. Uh, and we also worked on my Chrysler a little bit. We tried to get her fired up. Uh, what did we even do to that? Just got, some like uh, for the new tires. Tire. You got, got the new tires on. I got my yeah. I got <sighs> that was a story too. I got all <laughs> kinds of tires uh, bought and mounted. Yeah. So. Well. Okay. Well, we, we talk about the disgruntled part. Yeah. But uh, I got I got tires for the Buick. I bought the Buick. Uh, I got uh, radials for the Buick, and then I've got my bias plies for the Chrysler. I had to wait eight to nine months uh, last year. I had bought tires from Coker Tire, and they Good were brand. back ordered. Do they have a jingle? Coker uh, tire, we suck. We are uh, not good <laughs> anymore. Yeah, no, we do not want Coker tires as a okay, sponsor. Okay. Anyways, they like basically held me hostage. I, I emailed and called them after six months. I was like, hey, where are my tires? You said two months. And then uh, they were like, oh, they're back ordered, but the price has gone up. So if you cancel, you're going to have to pay way more. I said, like, okay, whatever, I'll wait. Finally got my tires after nine months. And then I had to wait a few more months to get them you know, mounted. They sent me the wrong size tire. So I take them in. They're like, "Oh yeah, we can't mount these. These are literally the wrong size." And they and they made that mistake at Coker. Yeah, no, I didn't this order. Wasn't, the wrong. This wasn't like my... you clicked on the wrong thing nope. or anything like that. Nope, okay. I looked at the invoice and in the packing label and everything, and it was the right size. And not even close. Like you couldn't even mount them and be like, "They're a little wide." There was like eighteen versus nineteen or nineteen. That was the difference. So yeah. the actual the the front numbers it was like a five point two five slash five point five zero, which is weird. But old tires are weird, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but the, yeah, it was the wrong rim diameter. Uh, so then I, I called them up. They're like, oh, we got them. We'll ship the new ones. I'm like, great. Here's the tire shop info. Take care of it. And they're like, no, like you have to either get us the old ones or we have to pay, you have to pay for the new ones and then we'll give you a credit when we get the old ones back. And I'm like, no, like I didn't make a mistake. You fix it. So I got pissed. I still have their tires in my garage, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just went to another place. I bought some like Lucas tires. Um, which are a little more expensive, but not actually too much more. Still like the old school, like bias. Still bias ply. Yeah. yeah, Black walls. The white walls are way too much money. Um, but, uh, amazing tire shop in East Peoria. They dismounted and mounted tires on the Buick and on a a 27 Chrysler did a great job on both. Like, you know, super Mm. friendly, cheap. They mounted Mm. all those Chrysler tires, 25 bucks a tire. Like you'd think it'd be that's, more. That's normally what we charge, yeah. With a, with a tire cage and like a two piece rim. Yeah. No, I mean that's what I'm saying. We, that's, yeah, that's a great deal. Yeah, it is. So I was I was super happy with them. Uh, you know, quick service and everything else. So I, it's actually off jack stands for the first time in like a year. It looks good too it, with the black walls. Yeah, it, it looks good. Yeah, it looks good. So and I took off the top completely to like streamline it some more. And and Daryl came over. And we tried to get it fired up for a while, and we had it running for 
Maybe like 12 seconds? Yeah. It ran decent, and yeah. then all of a sudden it stopped running. Yeah, we were, I was messing with the, oh. uh, the the acceleration and retard on the ignition timing. Is that yeah. what that is? Yeah, advanced retard, like the yeah. uh, the timing ad- uh, advancement. Yeah. So that, that thing has, and when we, when we first got it fired up, what was it, a year ago, two years ago? I don't know. Probably two years ago at this Probably point. Probably two. Yeah. Um, it uses an old Stuart Warner vacuum tank. So there's no fuel pump in the car. A lot of cars of that era, there's there's nothing. The fuel system isn't pressurized. It's just a gravity, or well, it's a vacuum feed that runs off vacuum on the engine to pull it in, and then it's a downdraft. I'm sorry, an updraft carburetor. So the carburetor is mounted on the bottom, kind of hanging on the bottom of that intake. We see the old tractors, a kind of a similar setup. Yeah, very similar. And it's so so. There's all these things fighting against the thing running, and <laughs> for whatever reason, I don't know if there's a vacuum leak or something. We'll figure it out. Um, we re- rebuilt the carb. Everything, uh, as far as that goes, is good to go. And the car does run really strong. Um, but, when it runs. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if we just need to fill that vacuum tank more and give it kind of a head start, especially after it's been sitting a while. You said once it runs and you kind of keep at it every so often, it's good to go. Yeah, I think I ran it. When we ran it uh, two years ago, I think I drove it two or three times within like, maybe like a two-week period. And mm-hmm. it started pretty easy after that sure. first initial run. Yeah. So, so it's just a little finick. I mean, and that's one of those things. Like every car, every old car has a personality. It really does. I'm, I'm, I'm and my, my camper's getting a personality. There, there's something to it, right? There's some things you just get in, you you fire it up, and you go, right? Yeah. yeah. Is it Aaron Rodgers? You just took it out for the first time this season. Blue his Achilles. Just gone. <laughs> and we're gonna put it right back. And in the Angela did. She did say we need to name it. So I think yeah. maybe maybe we do have a name now lined up. <laughs> Rogers. Pick, pick one. Discount. Double check. <laughs> no, I was excited when when you got that thing. Um, you know, the Chrysler all back on uh, on all fours and and those tires with the with the top taken off and the beautiful uh, twenty seven Chrysler Series sixty. Yep. Roadster, Roadster. Roadster Rumble. Yep. Beautiful car, and it actually looks super sleek and kind of you know very Art Deco. And uh, the 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 tires change change the car, the whole look of the car. Yeah. So I'm I'm excited to see that thing get going, and it's it's getting there. We we got to get it running yeah. for next year. Yep. Yeah. So one of the things the Vintage Sports Car Club is was one of the reasons I kind of got like into this this type of thing with the hill climbs and all that. But I see the guys like pressing a bunch of levers, like they're pumping up their fuel system. Uh, is that is that like super old cars? Some yeah. So some cars actually had a uh, you know prior to like the vacuum tanks, they would have a pressurized fuel system. Okay, and it would literally like be a bicycle pump, and you would pump pressure into the tank, and that's what would feed it. Got it. Um, and you probably have a gauge so you know what your fuel pressure was. Sometimes, or the car would sputter, and you just keep pumping. <laughs> so the old car like races like early early Indy 500s and things like that or Vanderbilt Cup races even and we can talk more about this like during the hill climb. Um there was a lot more to racing uh and keeping a car going than just you know set of goggles and a yeah. and a windscreen, you know. Oh yeah, so you were there was a lot of dynamic. It was multitasking possibly, yeah. yeah. You'd often have a, the driver and then you'd have what was called a mechanician. And that's the guy who'd be hanging on either the fender, <laughs> seriously, hanging on the fender or sitting on the passenger side doing all this ancillary stuff to keep the thing running and or uh, playing, adjusting timing or, um, uh, yeah, pumping the fuel system or up. retarding the timing. Yeah. 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 All of that stuff because it was really like a two-person job. Um, a lot of those people either got ground up by, uh, you know, chain drive sprockets and stuff or accidents or whatever so so there was 
and this is all like really, really a neat part of history in a short window mm-hmm. where like the automobile became, oh, this is now a thing. And we can not only just putter around town or go to the grocery store or go to church with it, but we can actually like use it to compete almost like thoroughbred racing. You talk about horses, carriages. You talk about the early onset of man versus machine, which you, people want to do right off the bat is to use it in a competitive manner. <laughs> so, you know, you well, hey, here's a horse. I learned how to ride a horse. Now I'm going to go play polo with it. Yeah. You know, like you want to play with the, these new toys. And that's what people started doing with these old cars. So I, I feel like that's a part of history where um, the cars were so complicated and primitive that you needed more than one human being to operate them efficiently and and, and quickly. I think it was really, really cool. Um, and it was only a short window, probably 10 years hmm. that happened. Okay. So. I just, like I said, I'd seen that. on, But those cars seem to be a bit older overseas. That they're, I don't I still haven't wrapped my head around the dynamic of this. We'll get back. We'll get maybe talk yeah, a bit yeah. more about that in the regular stuff. Sure. Yeah. So the Buick ran and drive. Buick. Ran and, ran and drove. Yeah. The 40 yeah. Buick. But yeah. uh, we're going to do it again. Do the carburetor one more time. Maybe be good. We'll see what happens. I had a question because we were talking about that fuel smell and like, the, and I know it was all related to the fuel pump and the diaphragm kind of falling apart and all that. Yeah. But do they make like uh, retroactive charcoal canister type things for classic cars so they don't stink in your garage? Is there any reason for that type of stuff? Mm, not particularly. No. no. Um, and we're talking about Gabe's got a 1940 Buick Series 40. Probably. Convertible. Yeah. It's, a, it's a special. Yeah, it's a special convertible. Uh, beautiful car purchased from uh, from a, a longtime uh, collector. Really didn't <clears throat> drive it much. Yeah. And unfortunately, when you have old stuff that sits, the first thing that goes is all the rubber, all the fuel system stuff, right? Methanol eats all the rubber and kills yeah. it. So the, the the fuel pump diaphragm was leaking quite a bit, and we rebuilt it. Got a nice. And ethan- by we, he means Daryl rebuilt it. Um, I took it off the car. Yeah. Daryl took it home, and out of the kindness of his heart, rebuilt it. Well, that actually turned out really, really well. Um, and shout out to my wife, Sarah, who helped. Uh, she helped me put that thing back together. I actually had that apart twice because it's a dual-action fuel pump and vacuum pump. So for every movement of that arm on the fuel pump... Uh, is that like Kung Fu grip? It is. It's, it's kind of... <laughs> there's there's multiple arms and links and things like that. So yeah. on every downstroke, it, it pulls vacuum, and that vacuum feeds the wipers to keep the wipers from dragging and stuff because that's what was powered with it was an electric motor um and then uh on the upstroke it pulls and builds fuel pressure and pulls from the from the fuel tank so it's kind of a neat neat design um but as far as like yeah fuel vapors a lot of those early cars all the way into like the 60s and 70s it wasn't until you know sometime in the 60s where um they started realizing like all that volatile compound um that was vented to atmosphere mm-hmm. things like fuel vapor or unburned fuel things like that kind of not good for the environment and they started to capture it and put emissions you know california emissions that became kind of a thing on we could on put it cars. in the ground right just carbon <laughs> capture yeah, we've really come a long way with great ideas um but no the whole the whole thing with that is no a lot of those early cars like gabe's car the 40 buick is a uh, it's a vented fuel system so if you seal that off and try to capture that stuff then you actually create a vacuum okay and so the, the fuel doesn't flow correctly Got and it. there's all kinds of things downstream that's just not good um that's not to say you probably couldn't incorporate that but you'd almost have to re-engineer the entire car okay but the the, the ugly truth of having an old car is when you park it in a garage after you run it for a while it's gonna smell a little gassy but uh, 
it reeked before because it was just hemorrhaging gas out of the bottom of this engine. And that's – I started this thing up and it was just dripping. Yeah, I can't bad. believe I didn't catch fire driving that thing right, before right. we rebuilt it. I think it got worse. I don't think it was always it that bad. It did get worse, but it was bad. Yeah. <laughs> I think you would have noticed that, but but yeah. Where is the Buick now? In my gr- secondary garage that's under construction. Undisclosed under a car location. cover. Okay. When you say secondary, I know you were the constructing – Okay. All right. Yeah. Just like checking. No, I don't have another. Crack. Well, you had some. You said you were working on some drywall in another place. Some that you know uh, no. during the drywall report. I think right. everyone here has cars stored in undisclosed locations that are not our primary residence. I used to have one at Daryl's house. Yeah, yeah, it worked. And at Eric's house, I had a vehicle. Oh, that's right. That's right. With six wheels. You did. Is it still here? No. Okay. It's a, it's outside my other buddy's garage. I just left it outside oh, in his oh, Fioria. Oh, I remember we dropped it off there. <laughs> it's just been sitting there. That's fine. Poor guy. Does he listen to the show? Hey, no, he no. doesn't even know I do it. Okay, good, good. You can drop more <laughs> stuff off. <laughs> Anyways, All right. so yeah, basically rebuilt the carburetor. Uh, fuel pump works great. The carburetor on Gabe's Buick um, leaves a little bit to be desired, so we pulled that back off. Actually, you just did that today, didn't you? Uh, yesterday, yeah. Yeah. Which, it goes a lot quicker the second time. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. We'll, we'll whistle it out, um, and we'll figure out what's going on. I think I either misplaced a, a, a check ball, a little vacuum check ball, or something's jacked up with uh, something else, so we'll figure it out. But third time's a charm. Second time's a charm. Whatever. Was it second? Second. Oh, yeah. second. We yeah. got one more shot. Oh, we're all good. It's not like Eminem says, you only got one shot. You got, like, three. <laughs> Oh, didn't Meatloaf have something to say about the third time? I can't remember. Yeah, yeah I think he did, too. <laughs> I think he did. I also wrote a song about Paradise by Dashboard Light, yeah, too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he's a car guy. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, what else are you working on? I think that's pretty much it, isn't it? The garage that encompasses everything? Yeah, the garage. I ran a bunch of electrical, uh, put in some more OSB board for like later storage upstairs before I close it all off with the drywall, and then try to load a uh, 10-foot piece of drywall, uh, five-eighths, by myself. Not big enough. Turns out they're heavy. I'm just not big enough. You know, I I couldn't even, and my wife made fun of me the other day, I can't even push the Buick in this relatively flat garage on my own because the Buick's too heavy. I can't get the thing moving. I slip too much. Just put 80 PSI in the tires. It'll roll. (sighs) Yeah. So it's just a size factor, but it's all right. Um, One of the reasons I keep old tires around i just keep like one old tire and I, it's so i can put it in the front bumper of the tundra and push my junk like that cadillac if i have that back a little out. bungee set up on the grill uh-huh yeah like yeah. the hill climb he, he's like a tugboat operator you got a little hat you wear sometimes i do make tugboat noises but uh no i i, I tried pushing that a couple times by myself he does list a little sometimes I'm pushing boats around all day it's my wooden leg and Pension for Arr. rum. Um, no, but I, I, I highly recommend that, especially if you're if you find yourself by yourself and you need to move a an, an inoperable vehicle, uh, the, the the rubber spare tire, thing. or just wait and call a friend. Almost always by myself. Yeah, yeah. You need you more be, friends. You got to be self sufficient, though. Everybody's here. <laughs> got like one and a half others. <laughs> Does your Land Cruiser have a um, a winch on it? Uh, the one that's tore apart in my storage. Oh, unit. whatever! It's been there for like three weeks. Oh no, I thought I have another Land Cruiser. I thought he's. Oh, that's about. right, that's right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> forget. Yeah. I think the operative word um, here is how many cars projects. you got? <laughs> yeah, plural. Uh, yeah. The the HJ does have a PTO winch, but I sheared off the winch bolt trying to pull a bush, which was another incident. So I need to fix that. And that was at a friend's house. Is that like a flywheel pin or something? Yeah, he just uh, he cuts off the head of a a little like screwdriver. Yeah, like shoves you, it in there. Okay. Yeah. yeah. 
You just stick it in there. That works. Yeah. Okay. Drill bits work too, right? I don't know. Yeah. I haven't tried that. But yes, theoretically, there's a winch on that. Okay. The other one that's tore down that I brought up, I shouldn't have, I guess. Oops, bad yeah. me. Uh, no, no winch. Okay. I can always get one. Oh, that's right. I forgot. But I do have a big uh, trolley now, a push trolley in my garage. Nice. Is it the Republicans trolley? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> they, they always like replace the store there from the parades. No, I'm talking about like a beam trolley. Oh, uh, okay. Like for pulling oh, engines Oh, yeah. Stuff. That's yeah. cool. And I put one of my kids' slider toys on it so they could just cruise around. <laughs> oh, that's right. I made a video of that the other day. <laughs> yeah. 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 Last time I was there, his kids were both running on it. And I think there's video of Gabe riding on this Which yes, will not be put trolley. to public Facebook. You don't think? I don't think it has, I, has I, have it? A, I have a copy i guess i, could. I know you do have a copy hmm, i could slow it down and put it to music what would, or it, what would it be you could just leave it on your phone <laughs> that's that's for uh that's for our eyes only yeah no it's cool your your stuff is cool and i'll tell you what it's it's a it's a treat being able to see some of the stuff you have come together and 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 see some progress because you got a lot of irons in the fire like we all do way too many it'll, it'll be so nice when at least a couple are running and driving yeah. versus like None. <laughs> it all takes too much time, though, doesn't it? That's the thing. I Everything. have one running vehicle. Uh, the FJ Cruiser. Okay. That's it. Oh, I guess a couple motorcycles. But those yeah, are your really bikes. Count. Yeah. And you almost bought another bike, but we won't talk about that. No. It's fine. All right. How about, cool. Yeah. Daryl. Daryl's got some projects. I honestly, I'm not working on anything. Just, Just worked on my stuff. Got, the Plymouth is done. Life is good. Uh, it's not done. I, I need... Uh, there's some winter work. Um, I'll send the... Uh, I got the 70 Plymouth Fury 3 convertible that is uh, kind of back on the road-ish. Uh, the vacuum brake power booster uh, leaks, so I need to take that apart, send that out. And uh, there's a place up in That's the... That's something you can't do yourself? No, you have to split the whole thing. You almost need like a, I don't know, like some sort of press or something to pry the thing apart and then replace all the gaskets inside it. I've got pullers. Do you? Yeah. Sounds terrible. Um, I'm just going to send it to a place. <laughs> There's a shop up in the western suburbs that rebuilds them, and mm-hmm. uh, it's cheaper than sending them out to all the other places. So I'm just going to do that. Uh, and then there's what else do I have to do with that? Oh, I bought an a, a electronic ignition. I bought an all-new distributor because I think the vacuum advance diaphragm is shot in it. So uh, I'm going to eliminate the points. I don't have to worry about any of the, the points and stuff like that. Uh, a, a brand new electronic distributor from a company called High Rev Seventy Five Hundred, which sounds like a fake company. Yeah, um, but it's actually a, a guy who's been building these things for years off the old Chrysler blueprints. And so even the Chrysler stuff that they make today is all made in China. It's all garbage. Three D printer. Yeah, maybe. Um, not the, not not Chinese stuff. I'm saying this guy's making them on a three D printer. Yeah, <laughs> it's actually it's it's nice uh, machined aluminum. It's really oh. high quality stuff. And uh, the electronic brain box, all the stuff that I need to do the conversion on it, it should make it maintenance-free and make timing it a lot easier. I don't have to worry about stuff. So. Cool. Uh, that was like 160 bucks. Got that off eBay uh, after a bunch of research. So I'll swap that in hopefully before winter, and then I'm just going to put it away and tuck it away for the wintertime. Also working on some window regulator stuff. Uh, one of the windows in the back didn't roll down, and I got it to roll down, took the panel off inside, greased everything up, and... That got working. I, I did it rolled up and down twice, and then didn't roll down anymore. <laughs> so, uh, come to find out, there's a little plastic follower that goes down the track as it's coming down the back as it's rolling down, uh, and it's broke. And naturally, uh, nobody re- nobody reproduces them oh. for the convertibles. That's the thing. So I went online. I'm like, hey, here's what's up. Here's what I need. Here's my car, and 
you know, I had pictures of what I needed. And they're like, just do a Google search, you idiot. You, ad, you know, blank, blank. <laughs> because the internet sucks. It's so bad. And <laughs> seriously, like 15 responses and 13 of them were like, just look on eBay. I'm like, uh, I did. Yeah. They don't exist. Yeah. Uh, and come to find out, they don't for the convertibles. People reproduce them for uh, hard tops, you know, coupes and stuff like that. The back convertible ones are different. But um, our mutual friend Greg, Gabe and I, uh, know a guy in our car club, and he's just kind of a... Interesting guy, jack of all trades. He goes, well, I've got some Corian from a countertop. You can just take the leftover chunk that you have, that I have here, go home, measure what you need, and bring it back here, and I'll put it, and we can mill it, drill it, router it, whatever you need. And it's almost like an acrylic. Yeah, you remember yeah Corian? It's, it's synthetic, yeah. Yeah, it's almost like self-lubricating kind of. Uh, it'll hold up, and uh, it's the PC gaming is like the perfect thickness. So all i got to do is bring the old slide off, take it off the track, Bring it over to his shop, and we'll we'll play around with it. So, that's cool. Yeah, I think that's what we'll do. Yeah. So the back window of my 96 Celica convertible, the regulator is going bad. And because it's an ASC conversion, mm. it's it's barely a Toyota part. I can't figure yeah. out where this part came from. But on my 97, the, pa- or the driver's side went bad. This 96, it's going bad as well. I feel like maybe in the future I should buy two of these parts. Just doing both. But I feel like it's like similar to your Plymouth story. It's like yeah. because it's convertible, it's a completely different ball game. You ever have those panels off and look at how those regulators are in there? Oh yeah, it's it's we it's when we did when we did that ninety seven the first time about thirty one rivets you got to drill out. Yeah, uh, my mom's Cavaliers. Mine's not that bad. Same thankfully. thing. Yeah, those are ASC. Twitter put, put didn't rivet a lot. No, yeah, you know, there's a lot of bolt. It's all bolted. But well, yeah, the 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 ASC converted like F bodies and uh, the J body cars. They're a disaster and so my folks car they get a little the motors get tired instead of yeah. playing around in that we just just help it along yeah just grab the window do you do that as a matter of fact i guide it for the regulator just kind of guide it when yeah. it goes back up i know where it goes but the problem is that's fine for me but it's just like when when summer lost the sunroof on the super or the, the moonroof if somebody else is driving the car, crunch, yeah, <laughs> and then it's and then it's stuck down. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So as long as Angie and I are driving, it's always perfect. But the minute somebody else gets in there, well, you put the top down, and it won't, the window won't come back up. Yeah. Also, it's raining, and I have to drive a hundred miles yeah. home. Yeah, that's have quite. you guys ever dropped a window into the door? Like, oh, yeah, I, my old Saab, and it dropped in like a triangle point. Yeah, clunk, and I thought it was going to shatter. Oh man, yeah, that was stressful. That's a Saab story. That's the worst, though. Seriously, that's our favorite. I would rather rebuild an entire engine than play around with like window regulators or like all those like linkages inside the door. Yeah, I want to wear like the shark protection gloves every time I get near those things. Yeah, this is just healing. This two weeks ago, (laughs) I seriously sliced the ever loving you know what out of my hand getting that that window and regulator assembly out of the back of that Fury. Yeah, and it's a big car. You need somebody with small hands to help you out. Smell like cabbage. Small hands. <laughs> <laughs> no, it. that's why Daryl and I are a good team because I do have very tiny hands yeah. and I can get them in weird places. You know what they say about small <clears throat> hands. Yeah. yeah, small gloves. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I I bring my own gloves to Gabe's house now when I work on stuff. So. Yeah. No, it's it's true. And it's, you can push my Buick around. Yeah. Perfect team. It all works. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, speaking of teamwork, making the dream work, we uh, the three of us collectively decided what a couple months ago. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> what did the, what the, so what was the origin of the whole Newport Hill climb? Uh, okay, so I've been I've been following this uh, Instagram feed called the VSCC. It's the Vintage Sports Car Club 
and it's over in God, where where is it? it it's oh, somewhere in somewhere in England, Leicester's. Yeah, but, I don't know. but these guys Leicester, are taking Shireworth. Yeah, these guys are taking classic old cars and they're racing them on the track and they're racing them on hill climbs. And when I say hill climb, I'm talking about pasture hill climbs. It's like literally mud and grass, and there's people standing there in, in vintage tweed. You know, oh, jackets with the and, guys in the back jumping up and down yes. and giving traction. Yeah. Oh, those videos were great. You they're, said. Yeah, they're phenomenal. And I was watching this. I'm like, well, hey, this stuff's going on. And I'm like, now, wait a second. Wait a second. Europe <laughs> definitely doesn't have the market cornered on motorsports. There's got to be stuff like that going on here. Why is in the, the cool States? stuff here? Yeah, exactly. And I mean, we do have a lot of cool stuff going on around here. Of course, you know, Indianapolis has, we have one of the greatest speedways. We have SCCA racing around here. I go to rallies up in Wisconsin, the Champagne Sports Car Club. There's tons of cool stuff. We have great automotive events. So I certainly can't complain, but I'm like, Hill Climb? And I've heard of Hill Climbs. I think Ohio has like an SCCA-sponsored Hill Climb. But when I started Googling it, I found Newport, Indiana, which I'm like, what is Newport, Indiana? And I started Googling, and I started looking. Next thing I know, Newport, Indiana has a Hill Climb, and it's a historic Hill Climb with vintage cars. I'm like, Oh, this looks really cool. And so I, I, I started talking check. to you guys over the last couple of months. But I don't, I thought you sent a message and said, we're going, and sent us the link. <laughs> something like that. But, well, but I think we talked about it maybe a little bit, maybe off mic or something, because there's really nothing online. I mean, you, you think about, like, your car club, Daryl, mm-hmm. and you talk about the, the guys are in there. Nobody's savvy with social media. Nobody's doing TikTok. Nobody's doing this other stuff with these cars. Right. and. And so it was really hard to kind of Google and see what exactly goes on. When when you look went to their website, which is a very nice website, it makes it sound like it's as big as the Indianapolis 500. It, it talks right. about it's like one of the largest automotive events in the country. I'm like, oh, my God, how many people show up for this? But then I see the pictures of it, and I'm like, well, it doesn't look like that many people. How many people are there? So I, I told Jake, and we kind of, in our little message forum, you know, we got Jake and you and me and, and Gabe, and uh, I said, this is reconnaissance mission we're going to go check this thing out we're going to kind of see what's going on but we had no idea what to expect right mm-hmm. yeah and i'd heard uh some older folks in the car club had been there years past it's been going on since what 1963 yeah, years i tell you what I, I got the little blurb from their website you want me okay. to read this yeah yeah let's check it out so so newport indiana for those that aren't familiar geographically it's off of indiana state route 63 in between what like uh the Beef House and... North of Terre Haute, <laughs> where Indiana State North University Haute, is. Yeah, exactly. Close to Terre Haute, and then probably even with, like, Champaign, Illinois, it's, Danville, about that same middle part of the state. central western Indiana. It's yeah. actually, like, two and a half hours from where we live here. So this is a little bit of the blurb from their website. The Newport Hill Climb likely began as an innocent challenge between two owners of those newfangled automobiles, while early autos had trouble making up the crest of a hill, soon topping the 140-foot hilltop became common. But still, a great struggle on the early gasoline engines. Then it wasn't just enough to top the hill. You had to be the fastest to climb it. The first hill climb was held in 1909 and organized by the businesses of Newport as a way to capitalize on the interest of climbing the hill. Hill climbing contests were becoming more commonplace, by ni- more commonplace, and then by 1915 the newness had worn off. And the board track and the other circular racing forms were becoming more popular. The financial returns and the businessmen shrank, as did the interest in holding the event. And in 1916, it never materialized again. So that's kind of the origin of it. And that's 
that's going back. I mean, yeah. it, I don't, I, I don't. Excuse my ignorance, but what's the first Ford car that's kind of a common Model A, Model T? What Model is, T, yeah, Model okay. T would be the one that's kind of started. It Wait, what year is that? Oh, late eighteen. Well, I think officially what was it like nineteen oh four or something like that. I, 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 excuse my ignorance. I don't remember when the actual thing started. Ford was late eighteen hundreds, early nineteen hundreds when okay. he first started putting cars out there, but. Honestly, this would have been like when when these original hill climbs were started. It was kind of this early test of, um, you know, the machine, right? The, yeah. The newfangled machine that came out that replaced horses, which we already had mechanisms for things like competitive sports, like you know, horse racing and and uh, uh, polo and all kinds of other things that people did with with horses. They wanted to probably do the same thing with cars. And there was no... They might have raced horses up the hill for all we know. And I can only imagine a horse would be gassed by the time it got to that hill, right? Yeah, it was a long... And so, kind of deceptive, too, when yeah. we were there. The more we kind of looked at it and talked to people and kind of saw it as the day changed yeah. and the shadows and yeah. stuff changed, it's actually a pretty steep hill. Yeah. And it's a long one. So you get up to this point where you do this long, slow march up this hill. And mm-hmm. then at the last minute, it pitches further up. Mm-hmm. And it would have really... You know, if you were <laughs> running up the hill or even <laughs> jogging, your calves would be burning. It's pretty serious. Oh, I hill. can't imagine. I can't yeah. imagine. So uh, then it goes on to say that the uh, Newport Volunteer Fire Department rekindled the event as the antique hill climb in 1963 and in 1964. But again, the financial returns were just short of manpower, and they ended after two years. And then in 1967, with the urging of a number of antique car enthusiasts and car clubs, the Newport Lions Club was formed, and the Hill Climb was reborn as its major fundraiser. The first event was held in 1968. Soon after, the first Sunday of October was designated as race day. Early festivals began on Thursday or Wednesday with nightly activities before settling into the current three-day format. And this is where it gets a little hairy because we couldn't understand what was going on. It's one of the top 20 largest festivals in Indiana. Okay, I mean, there's a lot of festivals around Illinois, so I get I know what that is. But it attracts more than 100,000 visitors each year in Vermilion County seat with a population of barely 550 on a busy day. Wow. So that little that little It was small sleepy. Town, it was sleepy. Yeah. It's a tiny little town, there's no doubt. I don't know that 100,000 people were, but I but I told you when cuz Angela and I got down there the night before. We took the camper down down to Rockville and then saw some covered bridges. Apparently this part of Indiana is like famous for 50 covered bridges all within like 20 miles. So mm-hmm. we did a little bit of the covered bridge thing, drove around, did the husband-wife thing. That was very nice, see? And then Angel did the, the husband-wife thing the next day while entertaining herself with the yeah the, the car thing. But um, <laughs> it all worked. We got down there, and uh, I could – I mean, I, I was shocked. It was like the Spoon River Drive had like erupted all over this place. So mm. I could see where maybe the 100,000 number gets kind of – compile it maybe it isn't just an automotive event maybe it's kind of a social event you know it's kind of like the flea market the the covered bridge fest all that stuff kind of all happens all this one time right yeah there were a lot of people that weren't even watching the hill climb that were just sitting at the car show (laughs) as we walked in after the hill climb had started tons of people just went to the car show and were hanging out yeah that it was running the whole time and yeah you're right there were there were people like oh there's a hill everywhere yeah but they were they were there for the carnival food, tons of that. Oh yeah, more yeah. than I thought. It's <laughs> kind of like, more than you thought possible. It was yeah. like a disproportionate amount. It's of like food a state state fair level, right? That's why. I, yeah. <laughs> yeah, my wife and I lived in Indiana for almost four years, mm-hmm. and th- whenever they had any kind of festival, there was there was food. And I'm not saying there's food, you know, there's not food at some of these other festivals here in Illinois, but it's people like to eat down there. Yeah. So. Oh yeah. 
Yeah, I had to uh, had to really watch myself eating a deep fried Oreos or deep fried this or that or something like that. <laughs> Elephant ears. Yeah, yeah, got plenty of or, cookies. Or my favorite when you see a funnel cake with an ice cream sundae on top, and and people are just chowing on that. Like I saw a lot of those, and I was oh. half tempted. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely, no doubt about <laughs> like, it. Six thousand calories Sunday, like seems like a good idea. So the hundred thousand number seemed. I mean, maybe when it was super popular. I, they it's, said they had good numbers this year. It's though. the weirdest damn thing. Okay, so I think this that's the official read on what the event is. Yeah. We got down there the night before. I kind of got the lay of the land, understood where the parking was at and everything. And you guys showed up on Sunday. The buildup for the first couple of days is kind of like time trials. And I think I, I have no idea how that part works. I didn't, I didn't get the mechanism of that. But I got there the night before, so I got to see the food. I got to see the parking, all that. Scout that out. But on Sunday, that is race day. And it goes by different classes. And the rules are, I mean, th- there's like six rules here. Yeah. Must be 1942 or older car or truck. Mm-hmm. Must be internal combustion. So I can, we can't do an EV. Mm-hmm. Must be American-made stock production vehicle, which that there was a Fiat there. There were, there were non-American-made cars there. I'm sure there were. Which one? That little black and red thing that I took a video of. Uh, it was an American Austin. So it was a oh, it was an American Austin. They for a period of time. I didn't even know there was such a thing. Yeah, for a period of time, they actually it's a, it's, it's an Austin, basically like an Austin Seven, but they uh, sold them and made them here. Oh. And it was kind of like an early little micro car. I, I got to be honest with you, that one threw me for a loop the whole day. I couldn't yeah. figure out how the rules let that vehicle be in there. Yeah, it's a it's an oddball. And it's actually, cool. It was neat to see. I wish uh, we we got you got there, there as, late. Yeah, he, I think they were just finishing their their runs. Okay. Um, but yeah, yeah. Uh, it must also have no modifications and no penalty points, which I don't know what penalty points are. Discontinued makes are defined as those brands whose company ceased production prior to 1970. While the company can go up to 1970, the car itself can only go up to 1955. So, so you can run a car that's up to the year 1955, yeah. but the company had to go under before 70. Otherwise it has to be a 1942 or older. Correct. Yeah. So your big three or your, you know, your popular stuff, mm-hmm. 42, pre-war, you know, pre-war, right? Unless it was like what they consider an orphan car. So your AMCs, your Packards, your Studebakers, your Hudsons, mm-hmm. your... AMC uh, ended before 70? Uh, well, I'm sorry, not AMC. You're right. Um, like Nash's. Like yeah. Nash's or... Uh, uh, Studebaker? Yeah. Right. Is that, that, is that what we saw running a lot? We saw a lot of Studebakers. Tons of Studebakers. So, yeah. So those, would that be under the orphan? That yes, would. Yes. Okay. So yeah. th- their last year was, I think, 66. Um, and they have a huge following in Indiana because they were made in South Bend. Yeah, mm-hmm. that makes sense so, why there was a bunch of them. Tons. So Angela and I got there about 1030 that morning. We set up some seats. We First, we went to one side of, of kind of the running lane and, and thought we found a good spot in the shade. But then we realized we couldn't see the finish line. So we crossed over and got a better spot. It was in the shade. At that in the morning, but in the afternoon, it turned out to be a pretty sunny spot. But, but it gave us a good spot to see the start of the car, mm-hmm. and then kind of the race. You know, the car was like ramping up, and then and then you could see the finish line up the hill. It was perfect yeah. because I, if you just sit in one spot and watch them leave, it's okay. Yeah, but it, I like them where you see them building steam or right before. That's that midpoint, kind of like mid track. We could hear the gear jamming all day. That was fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the miss shifts, miss shifts for days. <laughs> But it's kind of like when you go to a, like a, a, a drag racing a drag strip. Yeah, it's the same thing. If you sit a little further down, you can get to that point where you see the car working its hardest. Mm-hmm. The driver, 
working its hardest because they're trying to figure out like, okay, am I, is this going to happen or not? And it's really at that point, you know, if the car is going to have a good time or not, Mm -hmm. because it's either coming out of the gate too slow or they miss the shift or there's some sort of mechanical breakdown that happens. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Um, I I love that old guy that was sitting next to us who was like a veteran Yeah, and he would just shake his head or he'd go, Oh, like you knew how good the run was going just by watching him. But there was like one car that they, you could tell that they were messing with the retarding of the time or they were trying to move it back and forth. And the car was like sputtering and and spit and, I looked at the guy next to me. Actually, the guy beside me, he had formerly raced, and the guys that were sitting next to you had raced. And so the guy next to me goes, he'll make it. He'll make it. Don't worry about him. Like, really? That car sounds like crap. But mm. but the guy, the spectators, they're all pretty savvy. They've all seemed to be com- competitors, or they've been doing this for a while as far as... They- a lot of seasoned people. I think it's yeah. close-knit. Yeah. Yeah. And the, well, the, the other fun part is the guy next to, I think, me and Gabe... He's like, we'll look for you guys here next year. Like he said, wave when you go up the hill next year because Daryl's like, oh, maybe we'll run something up. Yeah, big ticket to to punch. Yeah, right it is. <laughs> it is. Okay, but but those guys it was now, uh, and and this is endemic of the whole hobby. What those guys said to you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they said we have a car. We've been working on it, but some of the guys just they can't get around and they can't work on it like they used to. Yeah, he's they didn't have help loading and getting it down there. That's what they said. Yeah. So they the cars, basically said the guys yeah. are too old that are yeah, that are doing too old. On the car. Well, yeah. and I was looking at the okay. So we all took pictures. We all took video and stuff. And I was showing Sarah, uh, who who stayed home. She definitely wants to go next year. She's stoked, right? She likes cars. And she's looking at it. And she's like, "Wow." I'm like, "What?" She's like, "In the foreground, it's all like walkers and <laughs> wheelchairs." And I mean, it's it's one of those things where you. The hobby is aging, and yeah. maybe at one point it was a hundred thousand spectators at their peak. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I guarantee you, in five years, it's probably not going to be that. But, but they, they said they had great numbers this year, and there were some of the drivers that were like third generation or people say yes. saying, "I'm driving in somebody's honor." Wives were driving husbands' cars who had died yeah. to keep it going. It was uh, cool. See at the top of the hill. I mean, yeah, that tells you how much that's uh, yeah that's seeped in the community. So. Th- I don't want to jump ahead because the, I tell you what, the biggest thing I took from this, and I, and I told Daryl this while we're sitting there, and, and it wasn't until I'd been there for probably an hour or two. I think about all the car events we go to here in central Illinois, and, I, and I'm sure any listeners out there experience the exact same thing. We go to Cars and Coffee. We go to the local car show on July 4th. We do all these things where guys pull out their chairs, they sit down behind the car, and they pop the hood, and they maybe they give you a little banner that tells you about the car. Yeah. And then they're polishing the car, and they're showing off. These people in Indiana, and there's a lot of the people from the Montezuma, uh, Rockville, you know, Newport area that are, are racing out there. Their car culture is not to sit by their car and show off their car. Right. Their culture there is to drive the car. Mm-hmm. And I will and I will say this: people put it down on on the track. They it wasn't just like, oh, this is a joy ride, this is historical. There were a few cars where people, but you can't do that going up that hill. You've got to give this car all the mustard it's got to get up the hill, right? Yeah. So, I, would, I, I was really impressed with the, the flathead Ford V8 class that was running later on mm-hmm. where there were an, a lot of younger drivers, mm-hmm. a lot of younger, I don't know if it was, you know, kids, grandkids, whatever, and a, a lot of females, a lot of young women mm-hmm. giving it hell. Um, and that was exciting to see. The Model Ts are fun, and I really like the, you know, the old stuff. I really do. There's, There's a lot of them. They, they, they really, 
I, there's more of those suckers out there than I would have thought. Tons. <laughs> there was like a 1908 one-cylinder brush car that just yeah. barely made it up the hill. <laughs> that stuff is fun. It's neat for what it is. But then you get this this other group that's like, okay, I'm this is a legit yeah. competition. And I honestly, do, do we know like what is there prize money or is it just like a trophy? I think it's just trophies and yeah. dash plaques and yeah. there's stickers. Yeah, okay. There's probably an overall best speed, but there's so many different classes for what it looked like. <laughs> Drop like a hundred thousand dollars on a car and yeah. build it. And... But in knowing what you guys are going through, like on on Gabe's Buick and in, in the the Chrysler, to get a car ready just to drive it to a car show is an accomplishment itself, and and to make it reliable enough to spend a season doing car shows. But to actually make it so that you know you're going to gun it up this hill, you're going to take it to the car show, and oh, by the way, we saw a couple of cars overheat, you know, just mm-hmm. sitting and idling, waiting to get to the race, you know, to the race segment. Right. Uh, I mean, you're put. It'd be one thing to have a car as a museum piece. These people don't think of their cars as museum pieces. They think of it as actually fun. You know, I don't know. There's something about racing. I think maybe you know, I know this from SCCA. Some people would rather get out and race a car and have fun. Yeah. To go sit at a car show. And I think this is like the best combination of both. But we're talking about cars that are 1942s or older. And that's even more complicated, right? I think so. I, I mean, th- they're less complicated. We just don't know about no, them. I we think can't find parts. Well, and that, and, but that's the complication. <laughs> it's not necessarily work on the car. But yeah. but if, if you start spewing oil over the place or like one guy needed a six-volt fuel they, pump or something like that. But they found the fuel pump and the guy ran. That's yeah. what's amazing. Because yeah, yeah. all the parts are so simplistic yeah. and so interchangeable back then that mm-hmm. it's kind of crazy. Some guy was talking in our car club the other night. Um, he went there years ago with his brothers and they had a great time. Enjoyed it. And they went there several years. Oh, you've had a meeting since this? Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, last night. Just, yeah, last night. And, oh, uh, yeah. yeah. I I, yeah I sorry, I don't I go. I, I don't go. go. I, okay, okay. Oh, you, I sound, you sound like maybe you were there. Okay. I just, All right. I'm a little jealous, but I'm over it. You nah. can join. Actually, they're looking for more members. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're more than welcome. Yeah. Please come. No, they'll, 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 they'll put me in a us. position of authority. I don't. You'll wanna. be the president. They, seriously, we need we need officers. <laughs> but he was talking about. I it was like a guy with minimal a, commitment. Was it a Cord or an Auburn or some some other like high end '30s car, right? And it was, he's like a fresh restoration. This guy spent tons of money on it, and he was in there just giving it hell and dropped the transmission on the thing, just oh. exploded it in front of everybody. <laughs> <laughs> and it was one of those where he had enough money where he was just like, yeah, and everybody applauded. And it was yeah. fine, but like for. For one of us to do that, be like, and I just ruined a hundred thousand dollar car, you know, and it's going to take years to replace whatever it is. Maybe, but none of yeah. us own hundred thousand dollar cars. That's the benefit, right? <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. all of us here could go and find a six to eight thousand dollar. I looked. Beater. I looked. Yeah, and it's, be it's like, not as it. easy as you think, though. No, it's not. And you're going to have to anything you get that's old. It's yeah. not. I have two. You can guys could get one. Come on. <laughs> I mean, but you're going to have to go through it. Yeah. You're going to have to make yeah. it quasi reliable. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's the problem. And there is some tech inspection, right? So those guys actually do when you when you register. You have to go get it inspected, much yeah. like you guys go through SEC. Yeah, 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 yeah absolutely. Go to Union Grove. You're going to drag race your you know Subaru WRX. Somebody's going to get in there and make. Make sure the brakes work. The you know everything's safe. Although safety did kind of come up, like <laughs> the barricades. So that so spectators. Yeah, you had a friend who who made some comment about those barricades would stop nothing. Yeah, and and so it's basically like the main street of Newport. Yeah, some of those cars is, are made of wood. It might stop. Those. Well, here's the thing. <laughs> I, I, I really do Good. believe. So, like Good. the Studebakers were the '50s cars that that people were given hell, mm-hmm. and there were some Hudsons, and there was and some yeah. of those Ford trucks. They were actually pretty brisk too. Mm-hmm. If those cars crash in the barricade, 
Yeah, it's if you it's like a baseball game. You're not paying attention. You're you know you're gonna be whacked. Game over. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and there were a lot of people not paying attention because that launch zone. I guess if you had a blown tire or something like that, you could or a caliper lockup. But we're talking about cars with, with drum brakes, right? Or in some most cases, mechanical it's, it's, brakes. Oh yeah, yeah. They're so realistically, hydraulic. a brake is never going to lock up and pull you off the road on no. those things. It just won't break in a straight line, right? It's not going to. It depends on how. Let's see. I'd be more worried about a, a spindle falling off or a tire blowing or something like that. Right. I guess and that could drag you towards the audience. But even then. Some of those cars were only going like 15, 20 miles an hour by the time they passed us, right? <laughs> yeah, the Model Ts, I wouldn't worry too but much. But their horns didn't have work after the Ugh, pathetic. <laughs> pathetic Ford horn. But, but I will You're say- You're over there judging their horns. I was. He was, yeah. I was like, Dave. pathetic, yeah. pathetic. But Mine's the, better. The Studebakers, I think, I think they had the best- You could really tell those guys those engines were working because they had great exhaust sounds. And they were moving pretty fast. And I think this is why this event still kind of works because we're talking about 1942s or something uh, from 1955 or older because- you can't have that kind of speed. It can't be a drag strip, and that's why there's no modified cars. And so, on paper, this sounds kind of lame. I mean, honestly, if you're if you're a car enthusiast, yeah, I want to see some burnouts. I want to see some smoke yeah, shows. Right. That's not what this is about. Right. This is about uh, showing what a, a stock car could do from back in the day. If you have appreciation for that, you'll enjoy it. But uh, I don't think we were unsafe. But I could see where there are a couple times where I'm like, mm, this could go badly. Okay, yeah. there there was a guy in a chain driven car yeah. that took off so hard Dude, this he is, dropped this is the, the chain. Best, this is the best. Come story. on, that was amazing. Was that the brush? The yeah, 1908 yeah. or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. something well over 100 years old. Dude launches it like pro stock style. Oh yeah. And all of a sudden, the thing. And he does it every year because the guy next to me said, "Oh, they'll put the chain back on." He's like, though. "He did that like, last year." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's a repeat offender. Yeah, yeah. yeah so that blew the the chain chain off the the sprockets. Yeah, and just like loose chain rear wheel drive yeah. just fell off. <laughs> he got back up and running and finished finished the race somehow. But it's pretty crazy. Yeah. No, it was. I'll tell you what. Anybody... It, it took about a minute and a half for me. <laughs> yeah. If you're into anything antique cars, right? People always talk about like the either the Pomona swap meet out there in California or the Hershey, the big Hershey AACA meet in Pennsylvania, which is coming up, I think, next weekend, right? Um, Iola, Wisconsin's another big one. This is this should be on your bucket list. It's really it's cheap. What was it? Ten bucks to park a and there car. Was, and there yeah. was yeah, there was Not nothing. A person. There was no charge to, to be at the event. No, so you get in there, you pay ten bucks to park, and it's just this giant field and fire. Angie and I were like running with our chairs after we parked the car. Like, oh, we gotta get a spot. We gotta get a spot. <laughs> yeah, and there was tons of great spots. Yeah, super cool. Lots of uh, the uh, every year they also ant- um, raffle an antique car. And Did you guys get called? Did we win? No, I looked, uh, I, I looked it up. Some some chick won it. Yeah, I forget her name, but it was a cool uh, name. It's okay. right here. Yeah, it is a cool name, actually. And she looks really happy in it. Her name is Luann Crawford from Bainbridge, Indiana. Hello. Good for her. Yeah, good for Luann. Yeah. And the 38 Plymouth. Was pro- the... Now let's check in. I'm glad we traders, didn't win the 38 Plymouth. Yeah, it was It was, it was okay. It was okay. Yeah. I, dude, I tell you what. It didn't I, spark joy. That's the first time I saw those Plymouth logos on, on one of these cars. I saw the sales and everything. and the, I'm like, yeah. I told Daryl, I'm looking at him like, Plymouth used to be such a noble brand before the 80s. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, how the mighty have fallen. Yeah, exactly. It, I mean, it, they really, they really love that brand. I mean, that brand looked cool, so they yeah. owned it. Yeah, but. it was, and that's the other part too. The, the, this hill climb is great because being a car guy and going to all the shows ever since I was a kid, you kind of get familiar with Model As. You get familiar with like you know the twenties, thirties, you know 
uh, 40 Ford coupes, hot rods. Everybody kind of has the cars that everyone gravitates to. This thing, this thing had like Nashes, Marmons, Whippets, brushes. Uh, Daryl was geeking out, and I think this is the other thing about it because you took yourself outside the Peoria area for car yeah. shows. I mean, obviously, you you grew up a lot in Chicago too, so you've seen a lot of the same cars. And we go to Peoria Cars and Coffee, we all see the all this, when some guy <laughs> shows up with a different car, like, oh, what's that? What's that? We haven't seen that one for the last four years straight, right? Yeah, taking yourself out of Central Illinois and going to a car show, even two and a half hours away. We saw so many cars. We're like, wow, never seen one of these, never seen one of these. Yeah, get this on your list. If you haven't been to this, Newport, Indiana, Newport, it's like NewportHillClimb.com, something like that. Great website, and there's nothing about 2024 yet. (laughs) First weekend of October, apparently. That's that's the rule, right? First Sunday in October, they run up the hill. And we also, uh, just a word to the wise, I mean, I consider the three of us very intelligent uh, human beings. Well, that's an overstatement. Go on. Yeah. Um, uh, yourself on the Eastern back. time. Newport, <laughs> oh Indiana gosh. is on Eastern time. Well, so so complicated. Make sure you don't get escaped. <laughs> we set. we argued. Daryl and I argued for ten minutes on the car over. We car ride over. We we're like, but like, how long are we be in the car? And then what time are you show up? And I will say, GPS. Daryl was sucked. right. Not really, though. I mean. It's it's from from where we are. It was a two and a half, well two and a half hour ish. I never understood from before we left. I, I lost before we started the game. I kept saying it was a three hour trip. It's like yeah. two hours five minutes. Yeah. But the three hours is from the time change. Yeah. So Gabe said we got time zoned, uh, which we did <laughs> almost, but it all worked out. So yeah. Um, bottom line, just you know, synchronize your calendars or clocks. No, or it sucks, but you gain that hour when you come home, so it's nice. Well, the, the nice thing is, but it takes could... two hours. Two two and a half hours. Now the nice thing, actually, when you go to Western Indiana like that, when it's when the sun will be going down here at eight o'clock, it's like nine o'clock. Or mm-hmm. I mean, you're getting the, the longest end of the time zone, so it's kind of nice in some ways. It is. Yeah. I got home and Sarah's like, "Well, you're home early." I'm like, That's I, what Rachel said too. She's she, like, "I didn't expect you home so early." <laughs> I'm like, "What?" Because when we text them, we were coming. Our phone was still on old time. I think. Probably. In, and well, Indiana. Eric called us from the future. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how that happened. He's like, "Hey, did you guys?" Did you guys leave yet? We're like, we're already like halfway home, dude. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it was funny. <laughs> Marty. <laughs> I'm now, calling you from the future. Now, a couple of things we didn't see. Uh, and what, what I'd like to hear, I heard there was a Stanley steamer. Uh, that's one of the things that they run. So the steam cars are part of this For event. Like but that carpet? may uh, that's so <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, show your age, young man. <laughs> sure, yeah. Like the yeah. big yellow van in the driveway with the tubes. Right, Stan- right. Stanley Steamer. Yeah, Stanley Steamer's <laughs> out there cleaning the cars for free, Daryl. <laughs> yeah, uh, no, but uh, they, some of the steam cars will show up, and they'll they'll get these going up there, which to me seems insane to watch a steam car go all the way up that track. I'll bet you they rip. Didn't they say one of them took like an hour? The Stanley Steamer, he said, took... Took literally twenty minutes to warm up, just in, you know, to get yeah. it going. And oh, everything. to get it going. Yeah, and then you, and, the and then they all just pretty much have to stand back and let it go because you you don't have time to be screwing with it at that point. So, <laughs> uh, which I think would be cool. That probably happens earlier in the week, and then uh, the motorcycle racing. They have vintage motor car uh, motorcycles, we stayed, which was fine. Sunday evening, but I, but that could have li- literally been as late as seven o'clock at night. So I, yeah, we almost stayed long enough, but there were like a lot of modified tees that were they looked really cool. But and they still... were lackluster. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, because they got to be we mostly stock. I mean, you could paint them all kinds of cool colors. Well, no, and... they could soup them up in the engines a bit. Oh, they really? had an original block. They could do like some modifications. They had like uh, limits on frame length. So some of them had longer. Some of them chopped them. But uh, they just they were two speeds. And some of them had the uh, the co-pilot that was like doing stuff, which was cool. Yeah, that's cool. Somebody on the side running some stuff. But they like 
they they went about like 10, 12 mile an hour and then they shifted into second gear and they were like, Woo, and then they just like tried to build the steam to go up and they're two speeds. That was it. Yeah. yeah. That was all you got. So I don't know. Yeah. I, and it was late and we'd been baking in the sun. We were, we were, although I got a nice tan. Dude, I yeah, didn't burn. I, for the, for October 1st, yeah, I, I was good. quite happy to get a little sun for the last, yeah, yeah the first yeah. day of October. I'll I went, take it. I went into work and people yesterday, people like, what, what happened? Did you fall asleep in the backyard? <laughs> <laughs> you got drinking all weekend? You, yeah, that's exactly what happened. No, I was at an antique car hill climb. Like, yeah, I don't care. That's Dude, everybody looked at me like I was insane. Like, what was that all about? It looked kind of cool. And I told them, like, and they kind of like walk away shaking their head. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. What's wrong with you? Why? You watch old cars run up a hill? Yeah, it was cool. Yeah. Well, all right. So, I, yeah, it's fine. Bye. Yeah. I Again, I want to circle back to the fact that. Uh, are we weird? Are we, are we just. Yeah, kind of weird? we're good weird. Yeah, there can be bad weird. We're good weird. Yeah, I, I circle back to the the fact that these people appreciate cars in a different way than we do here, and it it, it really took me by surprise. That, and I and imagine if you go to other parts of the world, other parts of the country, you would see other di- different types of car shows. Mm-hmm. You, know, you get so used to doing things one way where you live or what you see around you, and then you kind of open yourselves up. And and what was the thing we talked about when we were there? Like we need to do something with a road rally. We need to we need to do more automotive events where people actually drive their cars. Didn't, yeah. we, didn't we all kind of say that? Yeah, absolutely. Use yeah. the car to do something fun, yeah. Yeah. as opposed to a static display sitting. Yeah, I mean it's like looking at taxidermied fish. Yeah, uh, that's <laughs> cool. You caught that one time. Yeah, great. Yeah, what else are you doing? Yeah. You know. That's the part. There's stuff that we saw that was well over 100 years old, still doing what they were designed to do in a in a way that nobody cared if they blew them up or not. That's yeah. the other part about yeah. it. Yeah. Where, you know, you can baby. Th- and I'm not saying go out and beat on your 100-year-old car. That's kind of dumb. But drive it like people drove it back then. Yeah, I mean, you the temptation. You have to drive the car reasonably hard to make that hill anyway. So yeah. if you sign up for this, you have to know. Yeah. There's exactly. a chance. There's a chance you're coming back on a hook, right? And even if you do, that guy with that sh- old Chevy truck that was like, "This was a barn find with seven thousand miles on it." Yeah. Blah blah blah. We heard him in the paddock area, revving it, and I'm like, "The bearings are clanking." And you yeah, know, I mean, the yeah, it sounded like hell when I went up there. It was gonna go. Yeah, I was waiting for that guy to put shrapnel in the crowd, mm-hmm. uh, and he he didn't. He flogged it. Now get, I guarantee you, he'll be back there next year doing the same thing. Yeah, and that's what's fun about him. And if it blows up, you know, it's like Rocky IV. If he dies, he dies. You know? <laughs> and it, it was really cool to see the heritage, too. Like, one guy, it was his 55th year up the hill. Nuts. Yeah. And then, like, other people were third generation. You know, cars had heritage. Families had heritage. Like, that's neat. Yeah, it is. We don't, we don't have any of that around here. No. We have <laughs> Corvettes and New Balance shoes <laughs> and lawn chairs. Well, to be fair, yeah. those guys were racing out the Vonnie's Dome. Last weekend. Were they really? Yeah. On, Sa- Club? on Saturday morning, yeah. So I give them credit. No offense. I know we got some Corvette owners. Uh, yeah. It, it's all in good fun. As long um, as you don't wear jean shorts with the New Balances, you're okay. But you probably right. do. But yeah, anyway. Maybe. Yeah. I'll take a 63 split window any day of the week. That's, <laughs> that would be a fun car to run. Yeah. But, uh, yeah and it, it kind of sucks knowing that they're never going to allow other cars in this. Like but, it, Like – what do you think? And the cutoff be, should be yeah, like, like, well, like it'd be cool if it like progressed every year and yeah. the car stayed. But I think in order to keep it at a level of sanity for speed, yeah, safe. This is what you have to do, right? I'm just thinking anything older than mid fifties would the speed, the power would start getting to a point where it could be, yeah, you know, a little dangerous. So uh, I, I respect him for keeping it real that way, but it also 
it's the challenge. It's like, okay, well, I want to do that. Now I have to go find something old. Exactly. Old, no, I'm sorry, let, older. Let's just fix my stuff. We can all go have fun. There you go. Let's do that. Okay. That'll be a goal. Let, let's, let's set that as a goal next year. All right. Which uh, one would you run? Because you have two that are eligible. Why not both? The Buick does qualify. What year is it? 40. Yeah, nice. you get to two. And we the could, kids could be in the back waving at everybody. In either one. See, there's. A, I saw a lot of people, like, there was one person on the fire truck standing up there, in the back recording the whole thing. There was a the fire thing. truck with seven people on it that barely made it up. It Did didn't. It? it got pushed. They got pushed, Oh, yeah. my. Yeah. That's, but, I would kick half of that people yeah. off. Yeah. I, I was saying this when I was watching this because I was at the uh, Motor Mayhem at the, uh, the Dragon Dome, and we talked about that in the last show, but there were guys, like, hanging out of the trucks during the smoke shows, and there were people hanging out of the backs of these vehicles and recording everything going up. There's a certain level of safety standard. I mean, SCCA, yeah. where you have to fix mount cameras. People can't be hanging out of the car. I, not these cars don't go that fast. But all it takes one person to fall out or something like that, and next thing you know, it's it's kind of spoiled. So they got to be There's careful. One or two guys driving. Yeah, the guy driving with the camera out the, and yeah. he's driving like something really old. You need both your hands. Yeah, I thought that whole thing was kind of dumb. Like, just focus on. There's somebody who's recording it. Yeah. If you really want to go see like a compilation or something like, yeah. I'm sure you can get that. Just get a just suction cup dash, you know, or something to hold your camera and just put it on the glass. Yeah. Now the guy in the bowler hat with the cigar, though, dude, yes. that guy, that guy was money, and I did not. Have I don't my video care going if he was distracted. <laughs> no, I didn't. I thought I recorded him too, and I, he went twice. He, yeah, he did. <laughs> I did. Yeah. I was gone for the second one. Yeah, guy dressed like. Uh, what is it, Oliver Hardy? Yeah, <laughs> giant bowler hat, stogie. Yeah. I love it. And that was—I mean—that was not common. A lot of people didn't do the theme, but there were a couple of people who were dressed up to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was yeah. fun. So, yeah, I think what we took away from that is want to go back next year. Yep, um, probably every year. And, I, and honestly, because I, I thought about this when we were there, and I said to Angela, I said, Rachel and and uh, your wife would. It? Yeah. I forgot your wife's name. <laughs> God, Sarah. Anyway, so Amelia Ra- Earhart, <laughs> Rachel, and Sarah would. Would I? I think they could find stuff to do if they want. You know, didn't want to hang out there. If oh, you yeah. want to look at the tacky Spoon River stuff, you can. But if you want to go into like Rockville and see like antique stores, and you want to go covered bridges, I mean, you could spend a couple of days there, make a little vent out of it, then watch a car race and get the heck out of there like we did. So I guess what, what's the town south of there? Is it Clinton? There's some. It's like ten minutes south of there that has like hotels and things like that. That's, I, don't, I don't know, but um, Rockville is where we were at. But yeah, Rockville is very pretty, like yeah. you said. It's, it's it's kind of a covered bridges of Madison yeah. County or whatever. It's, yeah. it's, it's yeah. a nice uh, place. of Rockville or Pike County, I think Park County, whatever Meryl it's called. Meryl Streep. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Clint It's the Meryl Streep of Indiana Creep, County. Creeping around out there with a the camera. <laughs> <laughs> bathtub anyways um we'll post some pictures up with this post here but yeah. uh, definitely check out throwing wrenches on uh, facebook and planet stall on instagram got some great 4k video from that iphone yeah as much as i like to make fun of iphones uh some some great quality so the slow-mo right yeah the slow the, like 4k did you, did you like the pri- did you like slow did you like the primus one that i did <laughs> Jerry was a race car driver. The guy's in like a Model T. Yeah. That was... Oh, no, that was the guy who popped the chain. That was the... Uh... Oh, it was the brush? Yeah, that was the brush. Okay. Yeah, I'm sure that brush has never been played to Primus ever. So Yeah, I started <laughs> I started playing it this morning. <laughs> I was eating cereal, getting ready for work. You know? <laughs> it's like, I'm like, oh, yeah, he's rocking out to some Primus. Yeah. <laughs> Good stuff. Well, all thanks. right. So after all this was done, mm-hmm. what did I do? I sat on the couch and I pulled up cars, possibly for racing up the hill. Really? Why would I do that? Is this part of the 
our segment? I think, I think, yeah, I think. Right. Uh, well, we can do that. Yeah. We can get the theme song. Yeah, so, yeah. so this is this is a special edition of Cars. Of the I mean, it is for me. I don't know if you guys embrace the theme or not, but it, in my mind, if I'm going to go to a hill climb, well, I definitely want to have a car that could go up the hill climb, right? Mm-hmm. And so, what I'm going to do now, I'm going to go to Classic Car Trader, and I'm going to put in the criteria of cars. They could possibly go up the hill, but I got really, really bored with all the Model Ts and the Model As. Yep. So where Not do your I jam? No. Your so jam. where do I find myself? Well, I'm back in Europe looking at convertible convertibles. It wasn't an Auto Bello, but I was definitely on oh, Classic Car Trader. I think is where I found this one. That's Cars of the Week, folks. Ooh, it's shiny. Yeah. You know, this is where we scheme and we dream of cars that we would buy and we would own. Actually. Gabe despises what he wants, but I dream about it. <laughs> True. Yeah, my my car of the week. Maybe if I'm lucky, this uh, this MB convertible I got, this Mercedes Benz convertible, is built in the United States, but I seriously doubt it. According to the listing, it's extremely rare. It's a 1935 Mercedes Benz 200 Sport Roadster with the oh, uh, it's incredibly rare, and it's an excellent car wearing an older restoration red paint. And interior, it's got a black soft top and a rumble seat. Hmm. Uh huh. It's got uh, no rust. It's been sitting for quite some time. Would benefit from mechanical <laughs> refurbishing and minor cosmetics. Only a few of these cars last or exist in the world. It's a wonderful discovery, an exciting opportunity to own a rare and unique pre-war Mercedes Benz 200 Roadster. How how much, Eric? Well, this is cars of the week. This is possibly the but most. What, ex- are they, what are they asking? If if you were to compile my last 20 cars of the week. All cheaper than this combined? They, yes, I, I think that's possible. <laughs> For, Wait, is that an extra decibel? No. I don't see a comma. It's hard to read that. It's 129,000 clams for this bad boy <laughs> from Are Queens, New York. <laughs> yes. Why is it? Okay. That seems a little overpriced, to be honest. Hold on. So the picture is from the listing, I assume. Yes. And it looks like it was taken in an alley behind a <laughs> <laughs> building. It uh, It just looks a little suspect, but... It's a cool car. It's got the uh, yellow rims. It's got the big, wide, white, white walls on it. Uh, it's red paint. It's got those. I, I love the bumper. I love the, uh, the the headlight holder across the front grill of it. That you know, yeah, it's holding the, th- the, the three bulbs. I love it. It's got the three headlights. Yeah, like Total Recall. It's, it is like Total Recall. <laughs> the, the, <laughs> like the, what you see. The yeah. funny part about Wish this I had more hands. is it looks like a, a kit car, but it's not. And you know what? Every one of these trader websites, Auto Trader and all those, are just filled with those Mercedes Benz kit cars. Like 19, the Gazelles. Yeah, or... 35 or 55 kit cars, wherever yeah. they are. And they are all over the place. And they want twenty grand for those things. It's insane. Yeah, those used to be cheap, kind of like goofy little parade cars. Yeah. And now they're kind of legit. This is the real deal. And you do not see, I mean, for obvious reasons, uh, a lot of late 30s, early 40s German cars. Um, <laughs> Weird. Especially Mercedes. Here at Stateside. And the fact that this thing has survived, it's in really nice shape, and it's a uh, it's a nice original car. Maybe it's worth one hundred twenty nine five. Might so be. What would you sell to you know offset this? My a house. Kidney? <laughs> Maybe both. A couple kidneys. Yeah. You don't need. Maybe kidneys. Aiden. Yeah, exactly. That's <laughs> <laughs> not it's not a bad price when you consider. How many how many looks and compliments? It'd be nice to you know see Aiden driving down the driveway dragging a trash can beside it. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Just you're scratching the paint. I don't care. I'm not walking. get them out there to yeah. start crank starting it for you. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm gonna go to the dump and take some scrap metal. Yeah, uh, now, beautiful car. Yeah, beautiful car. Cool it's car, cool. and it wouldn't qualify for the hill climb, so it was absolutely pointless. <laughs> when I picked it up and showed it to my wife, because I thought, oh, it's a red convertible. She might like get 
some vision of, of owning a car like this. I didn't even tell her the price. Didn't even say it was Mercedes. I said, what do you think about that? She just, man, she was hard poo-poo on that thing. She was Really? Uh, yeah. I think maybe because I made fun of her biscuits and gravy that that earlier that day, it, uh, I got paybacks on Sunday night. All right, so I, I would have thought she'd say, just go buy it, Eric. Be happy. So I want to just. She, she did that once. That's how we ended up with a 96 Celica. So. Yeah. I mean, that turned out okay. Yeah, one and done. Yep. So let's get back to the biscuits of craving. Why did you poo poo her biscuits of craving? We forgot to take them back to the camper to put them in the fridge mm. when we were at, at breakfast. She got a half order, which is still plenty of food at Aaron's in Rockville. And. I said, you should just throw them in the trash because she was going to put them in her backpack. She's like, I'll eat them for lunch. I'm like, they'll, they'll just be a mess. You should just throw them away. Wait, leftover warm or actually be the cold at that point. Yeah. Leftover cold biscuits and gravy. She was yeah. going to eat those for lunch. Yeah. She did. I watched her. She did because to prove a point. Because <laughs> How'd her stomach do? She goes, you, she just, you just poo-poo me. You didn't listen to what I, I said. I said, I, I said, it's not worth putting in your backpack. Just throw them in the trash. And, and and so I was being dismissive, which I guess I normally I just you know if it's my way or the highway I just think that I'm the smarter. I, 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 I get that too. I yeah. get Did that she too. get sick? No, she didn't get sick. But it, what happened was the bag ripped open while she was walking around the backpack, so yeah. she had gravy all over her backpack, <laughs> and, and which I knew was going to happen. I'm like, yeah, yeah. They that sounds you, terrible. They give you a styrofoam container with a clamshell, you know, where you fold it over, and next thing you know, you get your biscuits and she gravy. Just stuff that in a backpack? It with in a bag, like a Walmart bag. Oh, okay. But the next thing you know, it got sideways. The bag got crumpled. Whatever, yeah. and uh, it was a bad scene. Yeah. This has been biscuits of the week, and, and I and I told her she was eating it as we we're sitting there beside the, uh, the the hill climb. I said you're going to eat that just to spite me. She goes, "Oh hell yeah!" I am. So she did. She ate the whole thing, and then Good she went. And got some, then she got I some pretzel bites. Out. I thought. See, see, I thought she got that there because there no. was a place doing breakfast stuff. No, including biscuits and gravy. Okay, no. all right, no. Well, there's, that's there's fine. there's the rest of the story. No, nobody <laughs> there was selling spite, Daryl. <laughs> <laughs> They're all stocked up here. Yeah. Yeah. All right, all right. So I spent one hundred twenty nine thousand dollars. Beat me. Who's got me beat? Um, well, I'll just go because I I threw You're some next, stuff up yeah. here. Yeah, just um, not necessarily for any particular reason, but um, I also kind of got into a vintage vibe here, and I liked the the flathead Fords. I liked what I saw there, and uh, at the hill climb, they were all fairly pretty decent contenders. And I always liked the lines of the 40 Ford, but I liked the lines of the 39 Mercury a little bit more. 39 was the first year for Mercury, borrowed heavily from Ford, but kind of a little more upscale, a little more, I don't know, just sleek. Should I save my questions for the end of the car, or should I? No, what, can no. I wonder what so, the relationship is between Mercury and Ford at this time? So at this point, um, Mercury was just kind of like a, a stepping stone in between Ford and Lincoln. So General Motors had all kinds of a car for what they called a car for every purse and purpose, right? You had the lowly Chevrolet. You stepped up. You got a little more money. You got promoted. You bought a Pontiac or a, an Oldsmobile. You had a, you know, you finally but they, got. They were all in the General Motors stable, right? And, and so Mercury was in the Ford stable at this time. Ford, yes, okay. exactly. So Ford didn't have anything to link in between, unlike Buick and 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 things like that. Buick, Cadillac, they didn't have any stepping stone in between their kind of entry level and their premium. So Mercury filled that void. And it grew and grew and grew. And eventually it kind of had its own, you know, unique look, brand feel. And they did for the most part. But really a 39 Mercury was like a 40 Ford. It really was. Um, Flathead V8, uh, sleek lines, a little less trim, 
I think it's a pure design, very pretty. And I have a whole bunch of ads from when these came out in 39. I've got a, a nice literature collection at home. And there's a lot of weird alien stuff. <laughs> Before, So like in the 40s. Wait, what? Flying saucers became a thing, right? Like 40s and 50s, okay. Okay, took off of that motif. Uh, before all this, though, in the late 30s, it was like cartoony, Flash Gordon, alien kind of people from other planets, like rocketeer type stuff going on. So a lot of their early ads when Mercury came out in 39 is these like rocket men bringing this car from another planet, planet Mercury, oh, here to, the, okay. to yeah. planet Earth. And I, I always like the motif. I like the design. Anyways, after seeing those Fords running with those flatheads, these things had the same motor, same drivetrain. They're kind of quick. And a lot of hot rodders would take a Mercury 8 and put it in like a, a Model A uh, Roadster or something like that, make a little hot rod. Okay. And I like the lines of this thing. It's a tan uh, Mercury 8 coupe. And unfortunately, it just recently sold, but it was a, a dealership in um, Washington State somewhere. And I won't go through the whole listing, but really, really nice car. Don't know what it was um, uh, sold for. Yeah, I want to know what the price. I wonder yeah. how it compares to my hundred twenty nine thousand. If I had to put a price on it, I'd say somewhere fifty to sixty k. Oh wow, that's what I would say. Okay, hmm. they're very popular, um, as uh, uh, pricey, um, but nice cars. That's what I would pick. It's probably about half of what you paid, but. Uh, <laughs> I think it's the wiser, more economical choice for yeah. cars of the world. Yeah, but it's not convertible, so I wouldn't drive it. I guess. I do like the split front windshield. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Yeah, this guy's got a Columbia Overdrive, which means it can go faster. With so. Well, two-speed, so that's a three-speed then with overdrive? So you'd have a three-speed trans, but then a, a two-speed overdrive, so you basically have a high and low. So you basically almost have a six-speed. Oh, okay. So like a things- semi-truck. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And a, a lot of the um, cars we saw at the hill climb, some of those did have... Uh, either a Columbia two-speed or a Ruxtel two-speed. Okay. So you have, it just get, multiplies your gear ratios and gives you a lot more. But the trouble is gas was cheap, and there wasn't an interstate system. So there wasn't a need to go 65 miles mm-hmm. an hour back then. Right. Um, it was kind of a novelty. Uh, but the folks that did have it, I mean, you know, you could kind of tear up the asphalt. It was good, good times. Hmm. So how comparable is this V8 to my Buick's V8? So this thing would have not put out as much horsepower. Uh, this That's is what I like to hear. Ninety-five yeah. horse. <laughs> I think your Buick was closer to one ten, something like that. And frankly, this is a the, the the valves were in the block in this thing. Yours was a valve in head, much like a modern, oh, you know, an overhead valve motor. So your Buick was a lot further ahead of the game, and frankly, held up a lot better. The early Ford V8s had. Cast the flatheads had casting problems because of how they were cast. The casting technology wasn't that great, so there would be like casting sand still inside the blocks after they. I mean, just a lot of garbage, problems. garbage. Yeah. Very, very, very primitive. Garbage. So your your Buick was a premium motor car. Right? <laughs> I'll say that. Now, Darryl, well, I, I'm just asking because we're racing all these up the hill next year, right? Yeah, I think so. So, do you have the Miami Vice theme? I don't. Should next show? Should yeah, I absolutely. Anytime Daryl's going, or, I'm sorry. Anytime Gabe's going to show up, can we get that going? Yeah, I think so. I think, right. Well, you can queue it up on your phone. It's oh yeah, I can. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, so you just keep talking. Keep so we're, we're changing gears here. We're going from 1939. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he is gonna, like, just now getting the joke. I love it. Oh. We're gonna we're gonna set the wayback machine for something a little bit newer, uh, because one of the members of our our group here tonight decided to go with a, a very, I don't want to say. Uh, 
would you say Southern Florida theme? So it's bad because I have already picked something similar. I think yeah, yeah. at one point, but oh, I did, yeah, you did. I did, but this one's just literally on my Facebook watch list. Okay, like I've been watching it. It's close. It's in Peoria or something. Okay, um, and I don't need an old car. You don't? No, because I have two, so I can get something a little newer than you guys. Okay. Right. So what I would rather get is this 1985 Porsche 911 Carrera Targa. Who Beautiful. doesn't want that Targa? Crockett and Tubbs want it. Oh my it's probably goodness. one. It's probably got a kilo of Coke in the hood. You know what? That'd save me a bunch of money. <laughs> it would. It would knock some uh, something off the price. No, this was listed a week ago in Peoria. Uh, 85 Porsche 911. Come on. Oh, I think want, this car is raced to SCCA. They want 47000 which isn't terrible. It's got 62,000 miles, a little under. Target's got the removable top, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, like, it's a little beat. Like, the seat's a little torn up. But this is, like, a legitimate car that I could buy and own. And I do I do kind of want it. Will I get it? No. Right? That's why so, it's the car of the week. So what color? Is it gray? Is it? Yeah, it's a gray. Like a gunmetal? Okay. Yeah. Gunmetal gray. It's got nice black rims. It's got the whale tail. I like the whale tail. You don't think that's a bit excessive? Oh, you know who the owner of this is? No, you know him? Sean Benet. Do you know him? Sean Benet. Uh, the Benet's own... Sean Benet Ramsey? No, Benet's <laughs> own uh, 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 Cawthon Mayer. Oh, really? Yeah. So maybe it has a good service history. Well, it probably that would does. Be the, that would yeah. be the import dealer uh, servicer in our area that's not affiliated. Exactly. Correct. Yeah. Yep. I yeah. did not know that. Yeah. So... Huh. Yeah, there's actually... Okay, so I'm looking at... The so seller. maybe I should actually buy this. <laughs> Look at the seller's other listings, by the way. There's some cool stuff up there, uh, including an old S-Class. Um, oh, so they're just liquidating. Well, no, that's probably, I, think they're, they, I think they sell used cars at Cawthon Mayer, so... Yeah. Yeah. Porsches and Mercedes. A lot Very of German nice. stuff. So that era, what do they call that? The accordion bumper 911s. Those are the ones that I think probably all of us grew up with. That's what when we think of a Porsche, that's what we think of the nine eleven. Yeah. It's it's that eighties. It's the classic nine eleven, not like right. the nineties, early two thousands nine eleven. That's all like bubbly, yeah. And the whale tail. I'm not a huge Porsche guy. Wasn't that just for like the turbos or the nine thirties or something like that? I honestly have no idea, but I love it. <laughs> it's just obnoxious. <laughs> yeah, it's the right kind of obnoxious. Yeah, it's the feather in the cap. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Those have. Have you ever driven a nine eleven, Gabe? No, no, I've never driven any Porsche. No? No. I've dri- I, and I was thinking about this today because literally I picked up my kids like three days this week in school and I drive something different every day. Like I drive – I've driven the Forts Forerunner. Uh, I've driven uh, the, motor, the 71 BMW with the sidecar. Today I picked them up in my buddy's Rivian. Like nice. I just drive all these weird vehicles. But there's a lot of stuff I haven't driven. Um, do you remember um, Gone in 60 Seconds? Yeah. Well, i never heard of it. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's there's the guy in it that's like, they're like, what does he do? And like, oh, he does this, he does this. This guy can drive anything, and this guy gets sandwiches. Ha ha ha. But the guy's like, who can drive anything? I used to think that was me. Like back in my twenties, like, man, I could drive anything. Yeah. yeah. And now that I'm almost forty, I'm like, man, I couldn't drive anything back then. Like I couldn't drive. Like EVs weren't even a thing. I couldn't drive old like ship floor shifts. Yeah. I couldn't drive like on the tree. Yeah. I didn't know any of that. Yeah. It's crazy. So I would love to drive a Porsche. I'd love to experience it. Maybe it's different. Check it off the list. Yeah. Now, I had an uncle who, well, I still have an uncle. My uncle, <laughs> my uncle Don used to be into 911s, and he had several over the years. 
And as a kid, I always thought they were kind of cool and, you know, unobtainable, kind of like a rich person's car or whatever. Mm -hmm. But realistically, he was buying them back when they were just another cool, almost like if you were buying an old Corvette. They really weren't that crazy. And he had several. He'd buy them, fix them up, you know, repair, put a motor in them, whatever, and sell them. Have fun for a few years with it. And um, I'll tell you what, I think that era of 911 is it's not quite into the stratosphere yet. But no. if you're going to get one, now's the time to get one. I agree. Actually, 25 years ago was the time to get one. <laughs> yeah. um, they were high then, though, too. I mean, it, yeah. comparatively speaking, the modern cars. Uh, but I think that 40,000 number doesn't sound so bad versus what new cars are going for, right? Not at all. And even yeah. for that era of 911, 40K, that ain't bad. All right, I'm buying a Porsche. Okay. <laughs> Deal. <laughs> when you get when you get to pick it up? Yeah. No. <laughs> oh, wow. Actually, yeah, he... Uh, he he hesitated. He flinched. So we know that uh, maybe there's a little pressure. We got to we got to find a little money first. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe, see, we'll maybe see. we could finish a project or two. That might be fun. But it you would... know what? You know what the problem is? Is you can buy something and think it's not that big of a project, and then you're like, "Well, but I should do this." And then Daryl has a line. What's the line? It's, "Do you want to do it quick or do you want to do it right?" <laughs> do you get that from your dad? Sometimes my grandfather said something like that. If you're gonna do it, if you're gonna do something, do it right. And I yeah, do it once and do it right. Yeah. Or why do it? Uh, why Me- waste measure time twice, doing it? cut once? And I hated it. I still hate it when people say that. It's kind of like read the instruction manual. Yeah. Did you I Google it? it? Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's the modern. Did you Google it? Oh, it goes right to your brain. Like, oh, that sucks. And then you're like, no, I didn't. <laughs> it's because you know they're right. No, nine eleven. I think that's great. Uh, I think you should get a Mercedes. Uh, why you guys? You guys are always getting German stuff. What's going on? I don't know. There's, BMWs. It, well, no, that I, you know, I found that cool Toyota last time, and everybody mocked me. But oh, yeah, that weird Corolla was it cool? two. <laughs> that Corolla <laughs> two was a little weird. <laughs> yeah, Please they are, that. and everybody was, everybody laughs and has a good time with them. It was very unique, but um, no, I, I like your picks this week. And I'll tell you what, we here in the Midwest, it's it's early October when we're recording this show. I'm not saying winter is going to be here soon, but it's going to be here soon. Oh, next weekend. I heard Winter is coming. Yeah. So that's your annual reminder to get the snowblowers out and ready. Oh, man. Here we go. Get your stable or whatever you, you know, your Marvel mystery oil, whatever you put your, you know, winter storage stuff in. Um, But I think it's get get the things out that you want to for one last hurrah. And then let's start planning for next year. Let's let's be amazing. Yeah. Let's do amazing stuff next year. I like it. Well, I think let's uh, in, in like we did this year. We kind of branched out. You know, let's not. You know, there's been. I talked to Regan last year about going up to the super car show. It's like a super club that gets together. You know, I'm like, I kept saying, oh, I'm gonna take super up. I'm gonna take super up there. I think next year, you know, what the hell, take it up there and you know, spend a day yeah. and hang out and just kind of check it out and see what's going on. It's so easy to kind of stay in our bubble here in Central Illinois. Yeah. We have a we have a serious bubble in Central Illinois, and it's it's a two and a half hour drive in all directions mm-hmm. to get away from it. Yeah, you know, so it gets real comfy. But I'm, I'm going to try and push myself. Burst our bubbles? Is that what you're trying? Yeah. To? I'll, Just, I'll be in my garage if you need me. It's a, it's, <laughs> a, it's the Truman Show. Is I got all I'm saying. To do. Yeah, Gabe's got a nice garage now. I think we should just all move in there and hang out there all the time. Ish, It'll be fun. We'll get there. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking forward to it with the, the trolley and all that stuff. I, I just got to find something to pull out of a car and lift that's super heavy. So we got to work on that. Just lift the front end of the car. There you go. <laughs> Don't you got to put a trans in that one Celica? Never mind. I know a shop. <laughs> I'll, probably, I'll probably be okay. All right. Yeah. So It's about that time? Yeah, it's about that time. 
had a great time this weekend. I'm glad you guys came. I was I I've been juked before where people say they're going to come and do things, and there was still a, a slight trepidation by Thursday or Friday that I was going to happen. I may be down in Newport by myself. <laughs> but you know what? After I got there on Saturday afternoon, I was like, if they don't show up, I don't care. But, Gabe and Daryl, who? Yeah, but but honestly, I love that you guys were on the road at like seven a.m. on Sunday and there to join us. It was, it was fun. Time. Yeah, and we what got a real good bag of beef jerky. Uh, yeah, eighteen dollars for uh, ten ounces of beef jerky. <laughs> was it Gator one? or what was it? It was no, pretty it was, good. Uh, hot and spicy, and that's all I ate all day. I had fair food at the race, and I ate that whole bag of beef jerky for breakfast and dinner. And nobody ended up in the hospital. <laughs> Can't beat that. I don't have a colon. All right. <laughs> On that lovely note. Yeah, uh, we'll, we'll have some links to the Newport Hill Climb so you can uh, click on some of that stuff. Make sure you follow Throwing Wrenches on Insta- on TikTok and then Planet Stall on TikTok and Instagram as well because got a couple videos and stuff going on there. So definitely check it out. And, hey, if you want to join us next year or you have any questions about it, certainly reach out. But it is definitely worth your time once a year. It only happens first week of October. So Gabe, where can people find garage updates on uh, your latest project? Uh, if I post anything at Spark Fuel Air on Instagram, Instagram. Yeah. Right. I, don't, I don't TikTok. You should sorry, it's fine. China, all right, fine China, I guess. <laughs> See ya. <laughs> <laughs>